Hey there, if you would like ad-free and early versions of these episodes, as well as bonus episodes, movie club episodes, and lots more, head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. Announcement. The announcement is not coming this week. It's coming next week. As many of you know, I've uh, gone through a series of health issues quite compromising over the last month plus. Thankfully, I'm on the other side of that mountain. I'm on the mend. Still to be careful about a couple things, but the schedule had to be severely altered. Now we're back on track and the announcement episode is coming next week, but the Patreon is going to be radically changed very soon. Get ready for that with this, a movie club, because the movie clubs are now going to be a part of the regular Craig and Friends feed. The option to be part of the movie club before it gets to tape is going to be part of the Patreon going forward, but there's going to be a lot of new features, lower price tiers, and a whole lot of exciting changes. Regarding the health issues, I'll be getting into those in more detail in upcoming episodes after the big announcement episode, which is coming next week. So that's the announcement, that the announcement will be in an episode that's going to feature the announcement. And I want to make that perfectly clear. So having announced that, let me announce the rest of the program you are about to enjoy. The fabulous Gabby Dunn joined me to discuss Can't Stop the Music. Can't Stop the Music, in a nutshell, is a highly fictionalized story about the origins of the village people. Starring the village people, thankfully, as well as Steve Gutenberg, Valerie Perrine, Paul Sand, Altavis Davis, and Caitlyn Jenner, who at the time was Bruce Jenner. And given my deep abiding obsession with the village people and their complete catalog, we get into their post-Can't Stop the Music career, featuring their new romantic remake as featured on the Renaissance album. But don't worry, village people fans. We discuss Fox on the Box. We discuss sex over the phone. We discuss it all. We tape this probably midway into the heart of the pandemic, but remarkably we're in very up-spirited moods. Maybe because it was such a delight to not discuss what was going on around us and focus on the magic of the Village People classic. You can't see my air quotes. Classic. Can't stop the music. Welcome to another fabulous episode of Movie Club with probably one of my favorite Movie Club guests, Gabby Dunn. Uh, Hello, thank you for having me. I could not believe when you told me the existence of this film. <laughs> that was fun. Let's recount it for the listeners. So you had a little bit of a deep dive into the Village People history mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. we started talking about this and what spurred yeah. that on you saw a documentary right uh yeah well unofficially i'm working on a book that takes place in modern it has two narrators and one part of it takes place in modern day and one part of it takes place in the mid to late 70s and so i wanted to like i i know the rock era of that sure. time but i don't know a lot about i didn't previously know a lot about the disco era and i had listened to an episode of a podcast called you're wrong about where they talked about disco demolition night oh and yeah yeah i was like oh that's really interesting i didn't know about that and so i i had originally set that part of the book in closer to like starting the 80s into like rock rock in that period sure. of time like the new wave um, into yeah kind of, and yeah and so i was gonna angle it that way and then i sort of became very taken with the the disco 70s kind of era and it made more sense in terms of like 
the character being queer. Sure. That they would be drawn to that. Yeah. So then I reconfigured the whole book and now it's more taking place in like 1976, 77. And, and so from that, I had to do a bunch of research, of course. Yeah. And so I start, I read Hot Stuff by Alice Eccles. I read uh, Glitter in the Dark, which is by Sasha Geffen. I read a million. I read David Bowie Made Me Gay. I read a million books. And then I watched this documentary the secret disco revolution so that documentary they interview the village people and it was the funniest when i tell you okay so it was i guess they felt i guess they did this documentary in like 2012 so the village people were still touring oh 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 oh, oh, wow okay i gotta see this then yeah and so they were touring at the time so they wanted to sell out stadiums and whatever they were doing. Yeah. And so the guy comes in and he's interviewing them. This uh, guy, Jamie Krasner, I think is the director. And he's, you know, asking like what parts of the songs were gay, what parts of the songs, like, you know, how did you feel about your gay fan base? Like all this kind of stuff. And Felipe is like not having it. (laughs) And all of them are like, there's nothing gay about it, blah, blah, blah. Which like now I completely understand because they didn't want to like, they were touring. Yeah, exactly. And like families were like, YMCA, whatever. So they didn't want to give an interview being like, YMCA is about gay sex. So, but then. (laughs) Anonymous gay sex, probably. Correct. By the way, yeah. So then my favorite thing. So then it cuts to. Henri Belolo, who is, yeah. I think, one of the producers of this film. Uh, yes, he, Henri Belolo and Jacques Morali. Yeah, so Jacques had already passed, and Henri was giving an interview about working with starting the village people. And he's got this wonderful French, Belgium, I don't know, some kind of accent. Yeah. And they they would it the it would cut from the village people being like, not it was not gay. It was not gay. <laughs> Smash cut to Henri being like and the YMCA was about cruising and uh, <laughs> uh, obviously uh, macho men uh, and in the Navy were about uh, having gay sex. And like, just like, <laughs> like, just like what, what, anything that they were saying, it would just cut to him being like, uh, yes, it uh, was you. It was from Jacques' uh, own personal experiences uh, as a homosexual, and, like, <laughs> and I was screaming because it was so funny. And like, and then of course I like went to look him up, and Henri had also passed. I think. Oh, in, like, I didn't know Henri passed. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was like, what a legend! And, uh, and, and I believe Henri. Henri was heterosexual. And yes. was married. And yes. yeah. And and Jacques was gay. But he was like, he just was kept being like, uh, yes, uh, Jacques would come in and he would tell me all about the baths and, uh, and the cruising. And uh, I was like, this will be a great song. Like, it was just. <laughs> yeah. And 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 I don't know what the like some of the village people are gay and some of them are like not and then like yeah and and there's also rotating members this is the uh, Mm -hmm. another confusing aspect so if we go back to the original batch uh they're all gay except for the singer victor willis right who who was also married to felicia airs alan rashad in the 70s and Henri and jacques made a concept album about josephine baker with her singing oh the uh the title character, Josephine Baker. Yeah, it's called wow. Superstar. I'll send it to you and I'll drop a clip in. 
Uh, okay, I wanted to have well, a bunch of clips ready for this show, but it, it didn't work out. You know, during this that time. That is okay. Yeah, but I'll send you the addendums. And uh-huh. anyway, so Victor would also help to translate the sort of broken English um, lyrics that they would come up with. So that's right. why some of their lyrics have that kind of like filling the function, but they're not really lyrical. Do you know what I mean? They're no. like, I like things. The color red is good. I mean, if yes, it was like, yeah. 100%. <laughs> And it sounds like, yeah, a lot of it sounds like what you would like macho man, like what, what you would say when you like, don't really know, like it's when you're kind of grappling for the right word, (laughs) right? You want to describe it. You're excited to describe it, but you're not that familiar with the language. So you have a couple hurdles. Yeah, exactly. So it's very confusing. So then you were like, do you know about Can't Stop the Music? And I was like, no. And you were like, ooh, buckle up. And so I watched it yesterday. Yeah. Went in blind. I love that. I didn't want to tell you anything because I was so excited that you hadn't seen it. And that's my favorite thing. So, wow. Where to begin? (laughs) Where to Uh, begin, indeed. Okay. So Steve Gutenberg's the star of it. The star of it, and based on his performance, you're shocked he ever continued in the show business. He's manic throughout the whole thing. Yeah, completely manic. Fully let's manic. Talk, let's He's talk about on... his character for a second. Yeah. Totally unlikable, yeah. right? Completely irresponsible. Jack and... Morrell, which is like an right. Americanized version of Jacques Morel, Morelli. And uh, skates roller skates out of his job being like, I'm going to be the best DJ. Because my now, time is now. Let me, I not to disparage DJs, because I love DJs. <laughs> sure. I am a DJ, and, and so. Uh, I, at I, the time, at the time, you got to cut up the records. You got to do the whole thing. You got to whatever. But the leap from DJ to composer <laughs> to famous band leader yeah confusing okay and also Also, yeah yeah and there were superstar djs back then yeah but it was still more regional it was not quite the same jump that people could make today where like an apex twin or fat boy slim is a great example of dj also you know record guy yeah well yes and Okay, so the premise is... <laughs> yeah, let's explain for anyone. Let's okay. explain the premise, or try okay. to, for anyone who has like... not seen the film. And by the way, I have to say, uh, the engagement wasn't super high on the video. And I'm like, people, I'm going to tell you, you better watch this movie. <laughs> it sounds like I'm about to describe a dream I had. So, okay. <laughs> Fever Steve dream. G- Steve Grunberg was there. It's New York. <laughs> it's the 70s. No, 1980. He's... Quits his job at a record store and and he roller skates out into the street mm-hmm. and roller skates around. For a long and time. For, for a, long a time. very long time. And he in, in is triple like, split screen, by the way. Yes. And he's like, I have to I have to wor- I have to go to the club soup disco stamps. Super Is, is that what it's called? I because I can't remember the name of the disco. Sta- super stamp? Super, super. Oh, what? Yeah, wait. What was it called? Because they sat. It's like saddle tramps. Saddle tramps. Saddle tramps. Okay. Saddle tramps. Yeah. So he goes there, and and he has to quit his job because the boss won't let him out in time. Because apparently, clubs start 
at like what 6 p.m. to do inventory, Craig. Right. <laughs> oh, that's right. I so, forgot. He had to do inventory, which would keep him from the club. Forgive me for interrupting. Yes. So he goes to the. So he's like goes to his roommate, and he's like, I I have to I ha, I the guy called out, and I'm gonna get my chance to be a DJ. And I finally get to play my songs at the club, and this night is going to make me so famous. That's right. This is the night. He knows this is the night. And his roommate, to explain further, appears to be his kind of keeper in a strange way. Yes. And they give older the ex- woman, older woman, a former model, former top model, the top model, the like, top model, famous model, the most and famous model ever, was her house sitter, right? Who killed all of her plants? Yeah, but then she's like, "You can still live here." And they uh, have, like, a platonic brother-sister relationship. He, like, gently hits on her once, and she's like, no, no. Uh, (laughs) Which I think is to let us know that he's not gay, even though he comes off so gay. Wildly gay. Um, And also, they do drop another line later. There's a bunch of this. They say, she goes, oh, Jack, it's been really quiet in your room. I haven't heard the pitter-patter of... uh, Little stewardess feet or something, which I thought was a very funny line. Very good line. Uh, so yeah, but again, he's not. He says he's going to be celibate till his um till his uh band takes off. Which, high, honest, a lot of high school guys I dated who are now gay said similar things. <laughs> uh, and so then he okay. So then she's like cool. She's kind of like a cool cat. Um, yeah. with cool Samantha. friends, with cool friends like she's Felipe. Cool. I yeah. So then their other friend is a Native American. Not really. But he's a guy dressed in a Native American outfit, and his name's Felipe. Yeah. And he kind of comes and goes in the apartment. As he pleases. It's a very free atmosphere. So here's the thing. We're in a we're in a, a Panasonic right now. And sure. I it made me so sad seeing this movie. I'm glad I could help. For like the nineties. No, yeah. for like the seventies idea of people just coming and going from your apartment. Yes. Right. That right. there was no like there's no I don't know if this is accurate, but there was like no fear. It was like, oh, you just showed up. Come, we're having dinner or like. Yeah, there there's always no... plenty of portions. There's always enough. Yeah, too. there's no it was like, what's your name, Ron? You're new here. Yeah, come on. Like and my right. aunt, I've I've talked to my my aunt and my dad a bunch about being that age in the 70s. And they're kind of like, yeah, that's what it was like. Like right. someone would like bring a friend over. You'd be like tight. That person would be there for like three weeks. Like it would just, <laughs> and like, you would just be like, okay. And I, it makes me so sad. Cause I w- think I would have liked that era of things. Yeah. Even I think the way so that too. Samantha is dancing at the club where it's just like this guy, now this guy, now this guy, like whatever my hair's down, who cares? Like, yeah, it just feels so much less fraught or something. Yeah. And it's also very mixed. Even though yeah. that's the last time you see a lot of women and men in the same room in the film. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> let me break it. Let me break something down for you. Saturday Night Fever did a similar thing where mm. they try to portray disco as heterosexual. So yes. they're like, women yes. and men are bought in the club. Women and men are dancing the hustle. This is about this is straight. Like, look, she's in this club with all these guys, but it's only male female pairs that are dancing. Right. Let me tell right. you what didn't happen. That <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that only happened at the discos that popped up after the fever after of Saturday, Saturday Night fever. fever. Yeah. Yes. Before that, it was all men dancing with each other, which was not super legal. That's but, right. But. That was like, I mean, 
that was more the vibe. Like it was the the more the vibe was more the scene where they get to the YMCA and it's all men and Samantha. Yes, that sequence, incidentally, they spent a week on. Uh, Alan Carr, the director. Oh, the making of the film is almost more. No, exciting. Alan Carr is one of the writers. The director is this woman, Nancy oh, Walker, oh, who oh, I don't think directed oh, anything ever again. Well, not only that, she didn't direct much of this movie. So Alan Carr, <sighs> legendary producer. I'm going to send you some footage of him that you're going to flip out over. There's a great documentary on him called The, uh, the Fabulous Alan Carr, directed by okay. Jeffrey Schwartz, who did the I Am Divine, Vito Russo ah. documentary, uh, Tab Hunter documentary. And Alan Carr was this larger-than-life figure, okay? So uh, Brett Ratner bought his house and kept everything as it was. Oh, wow. There was a disco in the basement, and there's cameras that no one knew about in there. And and I've heard from a pretty reliable source that some of the footage exists. Now, he would have these parties where it would be like, you know, after a certain time, it was boys only. Of course. Everyone was there. Every politician that was anyone and everyone who was gay and in the uh, in the God. clique was there? Yeah, there was a, there was something called the mattress party. Nuriev sure. was there. Uh, there's a great book called Party Animals. Terrible title. Who was but, there? Uh, 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 Nuriev, the dancer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got that. I was like, did I just say the wrong name? Yeah. No, no, but, no, no. And it was wow. the mattress party, and he made very intense use of the mattresses. So, um, and also another friend of Alan Carr who wrote the original script, Bruce Valanche, uh, talks a lot about. Wrote the original script? Well, the original script, so it's credited to Bronte Woodard, right? And um, Yeah. Yeah. So Bronte Woodard wrote, the, I think, the screenplay for Grease because Alan Carr was- They wanted Olivia Newton-John. They wanted Olivia Newton-John. I read, I read that. And you'll love this book, Party Animals, because it gets into deep, deep, deep. So uh, Alan had the uh, epiphany to make a Village People movie after seeing the band live, and then he's in the car back. Surprisingly, he was on cocaine. I mean, it's very shocking, I know, By for the, the way, time. 1980, not the heyday of the Village People. Like, well, see, the no, Village the movie, People the, were not... <laughs> no, the movie was shot at the tailwind end of the heyday of the Village People. Also was shot at the same time on the same streets as Cruising. So cruising. Yes, I read yeah. that. Okay, and and people were um um people were protesting cruising, but yeah. they didn't know which movie was which, so they were just protesting the Village People movie. Yeah, which is so funny. Also, I just watched Cruising for the first time like Ooh. three weeks ago. Yeah, I I know this is not about cruising. Uh, Listen, that was I, most- cruising comes up probably a, a fair amount on my show, so it's really not a problem. Let's. What a confusing film. Oh, yeah. I, that is, I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but I thought it would at least make a choice. And it <laughs> did not. You think I said, so? What, I said, hey, what kind of movie are you? And they said, we don't know. And then they ended. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a couple great things in there. I'm, I'm going to do a make movie. Make Pacino gay, you cowards. Well, yeah, but it's cowardly. Really? See, I think it's left up to the audience. I think it's left up to the audience. Boo. Well, I no, I mean, come on. Listen, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. I am going to be doing a movie club on it later in the year for Pride. Uh, If you'd like to be part of it, that'd be great. Leo Herrera is going to be part of it, too. And um, I love it. I have the original lobby cards. I have. No, it's great. It's camp as hell. But I'm just saying, like. No, like well, I was going to no. say you, you, is Pacino gay or not? This is the thing. I think this it's is the, the is the dress blue or black or is it white or gold <laughs> of queer culture? Was sure. Pacino gay at the end of cruising? 
I think, well, yeah. Well, uh, gay or bi. People say no. What's, well, see, this is the thing. This is, I, I actually like this because it's up to the audience at the end. And that's the infuriating part of him looking in the mirror at the end. He looks in the mirror, I and know. then Karen Allen puts on the guard. I know. And, and, and so also the device throughout the film of the previous – the person who gets first killed is then yes, the killer. Yes, becoming the killer. Yeah, yes. so there – I mean, there's a lot in there. Some people said that that was you know, the gayness moving from person to person. But it, there is an interesting thing. Uh, I don't, there's a lot – people got mad about the movie. That's a very uh, – Of course they did. Super understatement. But like – uh, but but I was like, okay, well then at least give me like Pacino, like okay, he's tied. This is not about cruising. I'm just saying, it's okay. make a choice, you know, make maybe- a choice. Anyway, so so cruising was being shot at the same time. Those movies obviously tonally similar. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> same great musical numbers in both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. want. Where's my cruising musical? Oh my God! I know. Well, that would be incredible. Lin Manuel Miranda. Do you want to write one? Do you want to write one? I'm here, so yeah. uh, let's do it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We are 20 minutes in, and we have not even discussed the <laughs> third lead of this film. Well, well, because there's so much to get to. This is the thing. That's when you said, "How long is this going to be?" I was like, "Probably two hours." I didn't want to go. Well, do, I don't Funny know because we have buried the lead. <laughs> oh yes, we have. So- yes, we have. Okay. And wait till we get back to the. We're going to get back to the whole how the movie came to be. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. All yeah, of that yeah. stuff. But let's get into let what you blow, want to talk about. Let me blow you the top off uh, uh, this third part of what is the fever dream of this film. <laughs> which is that <laughs> this is the part that. So my roommate is a trans By the way, woman. There's also a village people song called My Roommate. I just wanted to throw that in there. Oh. So, yeah. So, anyway, your roommate. My roommate is uh, a trans woman film. Uh, like she's just like a film writer. She writes for Auto Straddle, and she knows everything about movies, like uh, uh, queer movies and and lesbian movies. Oh, cool! And and like trans film. And so she had no idea Caitlyn Jenner was in this. No really? idea. Wow. No idea. So this was the part that I ran in, and I was like, Drew, you, there's a there's a trans movie you don't know about. <laughs> he was like, what? And I was like. Caitlyn Jenner is the third lead of Can't Stop the Music. <laughs> and she was like, you need to send this to me right now. <laughs> this is urgent and information. So, we need to adjust the files. So I sent it to, to Drew to watch because she was like, this is missing from my like no- knowledge of everything. Yeah. yeah. And I was and then she was like, does does she have a, a female love interest in it? And I was like, she does. And Drew was like, so it's a trans lesbian film? And was so excited. Um, so I can't wait for uh, her review to appear on on Autostraddle. Like, did you guys know that? I'm so happy the ripples uh, that this is having. Yeah. Well, okay. So, guys, Olympian Caitlyn Jenner, it stars in the film uh, as a, a young person named Ron White. Mm-hmm. A tax attorney. A tax attorney who is delivering a cake <laughs> from St. Louis? Yes. I don't know if the cake's from St. Louis, but he is from St. Louis. He's from St. Louis. In the process of a divorce, which we yes. find out halfway through the madcap little scene with Valerie Perrine yeah. and uh, Caitlin. She's, by the way, very charming and cute, Valerie oh, Perrine. Oh, Valerie Super Perrine cute. is, yeah. And also was, uh, well, I'll tell you later. 
Throughout the film, uh, eating whatever she wants now because she's no longer a model. So just chowing down. It oh, seems and she's to be a so part of her personality. Fat, too. She's just so fat. Yeah, she like her her old uh, boss is like, how at how fat are you now? And she's like, oh, so fat. But she's clearly <laughs> joking, but well, like she's yeah. just like eating. She's like, oh, you know, let me. I'm not a model anymore. Four ice cream cones a day. Let's do it, baby. And let me just I pause respect. you for a second. Exactly. And, and so she says something. Uh, let's get into the product placement a little bit. She ah. goes, oh, I feel just out of it. I'm run down. I got to go get me a haagen rush. Excuse me, Baskin-Robbins. Oh, thank you so much for saving me there. So I got to go get me a Baskin-Robbins rush. And it's important that it's Baskin-Robbins. Do you know why? Because there was a tie-in flavor with the film called Can't Stop the Nuts. No! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this movie, okay, so here's the thing. This is, this entire movie is the village people being like, we are not gay, we are not gay, we are not gay, we are not gay. No, Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. (laughs) Then your film stars Caitlyn Jenner. Yes. Your ice cream flavors can't stop the nuts. That's right. That's right. And And what's the, what's, oh, go ahead. Like, Oh, there's so many things. Okay, well, let me uh, let me well, run what, through. What what's the big first song at the studio when they when they audition for Lip Paul Breaking. Sand? Yeah, yeah. Five, six, seven, eight. some other village people gems for you when we get through the film if we do that today i don't know <laughs> no, i'm scattered all over the place okay no, that's can the I, point can that's I also, the magic can i also point out something that made me stop pause watch it again and then go show it to drew yes please nothing makes me happier than this by the way yeah caitlin jenner enters yeah introduction to the character wearing a suit still male presenting at the time right Holding a cake in a box. Mm-hmm. Yes. Walks through the town. The introduction to the character, the first thing someone says to that character is a woman walking by and goes, nice box. Yes. 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 I yeah. screamed. I screamed. <laughs> How did they know? How did they, like, just the vibe? Yeah. So then, the, then um, she gets mugged by an old woman. Right, and then but we see earlier in the title sequence, boffing people in the ass with the loaf of bread. Then is like goes and delivers the cake to to Samantha, and it's like I've just been robbed. Like I don't know what's going on or whatever. And then she's just like, "Oh, poor baby, come on in." Then everybody's uh, 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 Lulu, every Lulu who I think is this my own spirit made 
made into a person. Mm-hmm. Now uh, let's describe Lulu too, because Lulu kind of has a yeah yeah kind of has a Frankenfurter vibe going on. Yeah, Lulu's a little bit androgynous. Little Paul very, Stanley, little Frankenfurter. Very like the best friend in every movie, like Jewish, ethnicy, dark hair, uh, like horny. Like, yes, just very like, horny. A party. Uh, she's a party. Yeah, she's a party. She has my favorite. She has a fun line where uh, uh, Samantha's introducing her to Ron, and she's like, "This is Lulu. She's the the best dressed in the business, or something." And then Lulu's like, "I ain't bad undressed either." And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yep. damn, yeah, Lulu's fantastic, yeah." And then Lulu's like, whatever, I'm making out with Felipe too. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Aggressively heterosexual. Oh, a wild, yeah, Aggressive, yeah. Aggressive, but like the whole movie, aggressively heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, performatively heterosexual. Yeah. As well. Because, yeah. so my favorite, who's your favorite village person? Oh, that's a good question. Well, okay, I've had a phone call with Felipe Rose. So yeah. uh, it was a kind of confused phone call. He was trying right. to f- figure out how to get some picture discs. And I walked him through how to use Discogs and everything. He was perfectly pleasant and everything. And I've communicated with Randy Jones because I want to do an episode with him. Randy's the cowboy. Randy's the cowboy. Okay. That's my favorite one. I like Randy. Oh, Randy's, yeah, yeah. Got a, Randy's got an open, honest, just charming looking face. He's not lying to you. He's he's gay. Yeah. He's just, he's like, no agenda. He's just there to have a good time. Also, he sees when you might be a little stressed out, and he's like, hey, everything's fine. Yeah. He's like the got the best attitude out of all of them. Yeah. So cute. Like, I, 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 liked, I liked him a lot. Randy's great. And Randy also used to tour with Grace Jones before joining the Village People. Really? Yeah. You know, Felipe's a little manic for me. Uh, well, wait, you don't think you'd like to hear the sound of those bells every second? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine being, my, his, uh, imagine being his downstairs neighbor yeah here's my confusion <laughs> not native american but then now said he, he is native american but then wasn't but then was and also great great kind of gay line which is uh uh ron says to samantha what's with the N- indian get up oh and yeah she goes i don't know maybe it's his fantasy and then uh, he, uh, Ron says, my fantasy is to be a cowboy, but you don't see me dressed up like that. And then Lulu goes, you probably should, to be honest. Oh, yeah, that's and right. I was, and I'm like, this is gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so gay. It's the gayest heterosexual presenting or like in like we are heterosexual. Like it's so gay and yet so straight at the same time. It's so weird. I mean, a lot of this Saturday Night Fever reads like that to me, too. Oh, it does. Saturday okay. Night Fever reads to me as like, disco is straight. Look at how straight we're being. And it's like, enough. Well, and the like, guys are very interested in what the guys are doing and the guys are wearing and all of that stuff. And the women are uh, very, like, very. It's almost like they. They were so they re, they incorrectly course corrected where they were like sh- they were like we need to have uh, sexual assaults happen so that we can show how not gay this is and it's oh, like okay yeah look man like I, none of this like you said like it was mostly gay st- until like until like Saturday Night Fever came out and then all these people were like we want to do the hustle or whatever sure like, although there was a like a contingent of like. 
sort of the mafioso types. There's an interesting mm-hmm. like cross section between those types and the black and gay mm-hmm. and black gay cultures going on at the time. There's a really interesting podcast called Mob Queens uh-huh. um, about the mob, the the uh, in the relation of the mob and and drag. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Which you could, uh, everyone should listen to, but. Anyway, so God, then what happens? Well, wait, oh. and let's do a, and let's do a quick catch up. So Ron is bringing the cake over to this yeah. party. Uh, this is for folks also who haven't seen the movie or perhaps did watch it maybe twice, still can't quite figure out what happened. So, oh uh, right, why are they going to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I don't know. I don't know how Ron got invited, but I can't remember that part. But Ron is making. He's way- not invited. He brought a cake. He's delivered a cake. Why is he for delivering the, party? the cake? He's a tax attorney. You know. I don't know. <laughs> he is he's friends with Valerie Prince's sister. Oh, he said, Will you okay. bring this cake to my sister? Okay. He's All right. Like, so sure. That but kind then he of makes robbed. sense. That's right. He got robbed. And th- I can't remember. Did they show the cake? Did the cake get hurt in the process? Because no. I feel like the cake was thrown around quite a bit. I do not think they showed the cake. Okay, but they do show the lasagna. And which she dropped her contact lens in. She dropped her contact lens in, and then Lulu says, Ah, call it lasagna crunch. And uh, she seems to be unbothered about not being able to see. Now, you and I need our lenses very, very badly. Yes, that is weird. It, right. Isn't it weird? And because if her, eyesight, of- if her eyesight is so unbothered by losing her contact, she doesn't really need a hard contact lens. That, a hard uh, contact lens is when you're like, I am blind. Like up until 15 years ago, I might have had to only be able to get hard contact lenses. I really, I, there's a lot of like weird throwaway jokes that are like almost like, like, like Beatles or Monty Python-esque, like these weird... <laughs> Yeah, absurdist. Like weird throwaway absurdist things. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think maybe they believe like movie movies like, you know, Spice World has the same vibe where it's like movies with bands and their music gotta be a little bit absurdist. Yeah, whatever. exactly. They're silly. And also there's a lot of mention of Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney in the first twenty minutes of the movie. That That's primarily true. because Alan Carr wanted to make an old style Mickey and Judy put on a show kind of film because he yes. wanted to make an old Hollywood type of film. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trouble was he so he had had success with uh, Tommy, which is right behind me. And sure. I, I, although I just pointed to Hedwig, excuse, I'm, I'm reversed. So uh, he was one of the producers on that. But Robert Stigwood yeah. was really the driving force behind it. And Grease was a property that already existed prior to his discovery of it. Now, he did have a brilliance for marketing and a brilliance for seeing what was it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline was possible with something but this was the first project that he was seeing from the creation of from the ground okay. up and so things went a little funny okay so wait so, so wait, jack, wait wait so, <laughs> wait, 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 so jack wrote some songs and and he's like one song very sexual about his roommate but let's just not okay sung by sung by one of the uh for then future lead singers of toto under a different name nice yeah. So then 
he he's like she's like we got to put a demo together and like i've dated and romanced and fucked like half the execs <laughs> in this town like yeah. all i've got connections <laughs> for you girl so then oh, but, but also also jack in his infuriating uh continue jack continues to be wildly infuriating because she's basically letting him re- live there for free make his Correct. music as loud as possible in the which you can't actually see him making the music he's air drumming and going bah, 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 yes. while right. a tape plays of very yes. properly produced music like 24 track music and then she comes in and goes okay uh well uh and he goes well what do you think of this uh, stuff and she goes well music's great but your voice bleh. and then he goes, well, okay, what am I supposed to do? And she goes, well, we'll put a group together. Sam, how can you do that? He basically is like a total loser. He's like, oh, you can't do that. No one really gets a chance in music. I'm never going to get a chance. And then exactly. that's when she's like, oh, I know some guys I fuck. She goes and finds, she gets Felipe. She goes and where does she? Oh, she finds the construction worker that danced with her at the club. Oh, yes, that's right. David Hodo, who also then sings uh, one of the most challenged vocals. I love vocals. you to death. Yeah, the vocal is, you're like, this is the Ribby. final vocal? Yeah, oh, my God. Yes. I love you to death. Like, it really could go into an Argento film from that point on, and you'd be like, okay, I get yes. it. Yeah. I love you to death. type of thing where you're like i understand the sentiment but english is not your first language and so you've written this in a way that is actually harrowing yes and by the way once you have that filter going on the village people are even more entertaining like i terrifying i'm obsessed with them yeah so then what happens oh then the the alicia her friend finds an army guy oh no she finds a cop uh yes that's right so altavis davis sammy davis jr's wife altavis uh and there was someone else in that role but then someone else got kicked out yeah, of the yeah, thing yeah. and all that stuff and they were it was the, someone so she finds the, a cop the and cop, a black who police is the, officer who is the second cop in the village people yes, family history yes. because victor willis who was also plagued with various addiction problems and uh, personality mm-hmm. clashes with the other members of the group mm-hmm. uh left right before the making of this film Yes, so it was supposed to be his. I read it was supposed to be his wife. Oh, that, that's that, what it is. That role. Exactly. But then they switched. F- Felicia Ayres Allen Rashad was supposed yes, to be but then they in the switched. film. That's right. Yeah. So then uh, Lulu has convinced Jack to smoke weed. Or no, even no. Though she Jack's tries. Jack's mother has showed up. Jack's mother is also there now. And she's like, my son is a genius. <laughs> And she she shushes people just so she, she can take a sip of wine. So we see this crazy narcissism in the mother, and you're like, well, no wonder Jack is like 
out of his brain. I am in shock. I had no idea this was happening. Something kept saying, go, be with Jackie tonight. And my God, it's a show business first. My very own son recording a real live backyard album. Why, it's just like Judy Garland at Carnegie Hall, Sophie Tucker at the Palace, or Minnie Pearl selling fried chicken. Do you realize what brought me here tonight? Kismet. That means fate. Ma. Oh, honey buns. Don't you realize it's your music that's bringing all of these talented boys together? They ought to get down on their knees. Mom, they're doing this as a favor. A favor? Oh, why, it's the greatest favor they've ever done for themselves. Hey guys, let's get this show on the road. Stay ready. Yeah, let's go. Brace yourselves for a debut. Uh, the cop shows up and then he's a real cop. He's like been, he's singing while giving a parking ticket. She's like, Oh my God, you got to come with me to do the singing group. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it. This is the craziest coincidence. You wouldn't believe what's happening in the back garden right now. We're having an open air recording session and lasagna party. And Ron is like, Oh my God, thank God you're here. An old lady robbed me. (laughs) Hours and hours and hours ago. (laughs) So anyway, then they all sing the song. Uh, and magic night, magic night, magic night. Yeah, which is fine. It's fine. Fu- no, um, it, it's it's okay. It's like program material. It's there. Yeah. Like it's gonna fill up the minutes, and uh, you move on. Yeah. And everybody's like, "This is incredible." This is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> and, and incredible sounds they're getting with like a couple mics in a, like a windy backyard. I think you see the, yeah, the light sure. swaying. Uh, and they're all just singing. And um, doesn't the mic fall over? I think. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't matter. They're feeling it, man. They're feeling um, it. Yeah, it's the power of music. And then, <laughs> and then Ron is like, I have to go. Right. Oh, and then her boss wants her to come back and model again. And so she climbs over the fence but let's, to get let's, into her let, yard. But let's get back to when she calls her. Because I just rewatched part of it again. I've seen this movie many, many, many times. Of course. Obviously. <laughs> One time at the New Beverly... And I actually met Paul Thomas Anderson, the director of Magnolia, at the I thing. I know who that is. Paul Thomas Anderson was at a screening of Can't Stop the Music at the New Beverly. Well, I know you know who that is, but I just thought, for anyone who might not know who that is, okay, well, here's the funny thing. I, I You know what? I was actually wearing this exact same shirt. It wasn't That's intentional. A sentence. Do you understand the sentence I just said, which is, <laughs> you met Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> at a screening of Can't Stop the Music at the New Beverly. That's right. That's right. Oh. oh and the new Beverly, oh, do I miss it so much in moments like these. So I don't even I, want it. I, well, okay. Let me explain, though. Devastating. I was Ubering there. I was cutting it close. I was going to maybe miss the trailers. It was a midnight showing. Uh, I get okay. there. I pre-bought tickets, of course, because, you know, God forbid it should sell out. Uh, sure. Right? And so I get there, and there's a couple people by the box office, so I think it's the line. So I go, oh, okay, I'll just, you know, I'll wait until they... And then no one's moving, and I go, oh, wait a second. I see someone with a camera, and I go... Oh, oh, that's Paul Thomas Anderson because I hear him talking, and then I just I he's go. He's getting interviewed outside the New Beverly, or he's, sh- he... he's shooting the late, not the latest, but uh, the Heim video that came out that summer, the one oh! where they're taking their shirts off, like they have yeah, like multiple yeah, yeah, shirts yeah. on and all that. Yeah, yeah, that was filmed in so the New he Beverly. Was not going to the movie, sadly, no. And they picked a perfect time to uh, for when it would not be super crowded. That was, I think, during Pride Month, uh, twenty nineteen. Uh, it was not a very packed uh, house, sadly. But we're going to do our work, Gabby. We're going to get the next screening of this sold out. 
Those midnight screenings actually do pretty well. But anyway. Oh, no, they do. Oh, except they do trivia and the stupid. Sorry, this is such a specific. Like at the midnight screenings where they'll do trivia and these like bleh, guys who are like know-it-alls will be like, I know, let me answer all the trivia or whatever. And it's like, buddy, nobody cares. We're all just here to see the fly. Like calm down. <laughs> I know, but you know, I beat one of those guys once at a screening. Of course of- you did. <laughs> him probably you're like what annoying guys and it's like if you don't know who they are it's you (laughs) no 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 because this guy there was one of those guys who was like and he was kind of like arguing with sandy king john carpenter's wife and producer goodbye and and and, uh it was it was basically the question was what other horror anthology film the film i was seeing was body bags uh and um uh and uh what other horror anthology film was debbie harry in and the guy had that like very know-it-all kind of doubting her. The way he answered the question, I can't remember if he said Videodrome or he probably said Videodrome. But anyway, and then I raised my hand and I was like, it's Tales from the Dark Side. And the guy was like, Wah. and she was like, yes, thank you very much. That is right. <laughs> and so I got the DVD. But I, I haven't seen a lot of the, the trivia stuff at the New Beverly. Usually it's like a raffle now. They do a raffle. So it's kind of yeah. like they take that sting out of it. But mm-hmm. um Anyway, so okay. I, I so I get there and I meet him and uh, of course yeah. I go. I'm standing right next to him because I have no idea what's going on. I'm just waiting. I might be high. Who knows? Uh, and uh, possible. I was on ketamine. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> That's, and, and and we don't even know if it was Paul Thomas Anderson. No, no, we, we definitely do. I've seen the video, the Heim video. It was him. Uh, sadly, I I wasn't in it. If I had waited in line with everyone, I'd be in the video, but it's oh. fine. Uh, but I didn't have time for that. I was too busy doing K. So, so- I get, yeah, so I get there and uh, I see him and I go, oh, I, and I go, hi, Paul, how you doing? My name's Craig uh, McNeil. I have a podcast and I'd love for you to be on. And I go on and people listen to this one too, because you know I'm sure he hears that all the time. Yeah. And he used to jam his VHS into the hands of any director that he could find at of like course. things. So I'm like, this is gonna. And he almost gave me his number, but then his assistant came like a ninja out of the. Out of the darkness, he had his phone in his hand, and then the you know I got I got blocked, but I got her contact information, and whenever he makes a new film, I will be hassling the fuck out of him. Anyway, Ooh, I love that. Thank um, you. Well, what? I, okay, so then they then she has to go. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Have basically, we made it confu- By the way, audience, we're not making it confusing. It, this is it how is it confusing. is. Yeah. Okay. So let me. I just coined something in my head called a a deuce ex model Kina, where <laughs> every time something is unsolvable, it's fine because Sam's a model. That's right. Because a woman can solve anything, even though she says, "Listen, I finally did it. I I used my brains, not my beauty." Actually, yeah. no, not not actually what happened. Not actually what happened. So she's she goes to this fucking Bob Dylan looking motherfucker, <laughs> and she's like, I and she's like, I can't go back to dating him because he's always on his phone and he's a workaholic. Yeah. Then she's like, Well, we should get back together so that you can like, like sign my band. My, my well, the best is when she presents a tape. He band. goes, He goes, Oh no, not you too, which is. Perfect, because you know anyone who's like hit up to do something yeah, all the time. Yeah, but she's like, but she's like, no, it's not me singing. It's not my thing. It's it's my um not gay roommate. Not gay roommate. Oh, and then at one point, Caitlyn Jenner's like, well, you know, a man and a woman living together like as roommates, and then she's like, welcome to the eighties, baby. I <laughs> what know. Does she, say? she literally yeah. says something like. It's the 80s, baby. You get used to seeing a lot of things you never saw before. Not before. 
there was a, there was an excitement. I, anyone who's seen Boogie Nights, back to Thomas Thomas Anderson, of course. But of course. anyone who's seen Boogie Nights, they they really showed there was an excitement for 1980 that was all probably unparalleled, except for the false hope that people had for 2020. There was a certain fever thinking that everything was going to change. Alice Cooper has an album that's called not just Build to Alice Cooper. It's Alice Cooper 80. Saturday Night Live was Saturday Night Live uh, apostrophe 80. So huh. there was this feeling that 1980 was really going to be this incredible like lift and change to everything. Well, what, how did that turn out for everyone? Not so Well, we got Ronald Reagan and... Um, Oh my God, everyone was psyched for 1980 and then we got the AIDS epidemic and everyone yeah. was psyched for 2020 and we got coronavirus. That's right. So I think every 40 years, people should just like be a little less Shut enthusiastic. Shut the fuck up about New Year's. <laughs> Shut the... If this doesn't end New Year's celebrations, I don't know what will. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Go, you know what? Go to bed early. Go to bed yeah. early that night. Yeah. Well, and clearly I love to blame global health crises on individual superstitions. Well, that's how they happen, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So then, like... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. The, the model thing. we got to get back. So when the okay. model agency, the lady, is pitching uh, Samantha on coming back, demanding that she come back. Now, doesn't Lulu work for this woman? Lulu is the assistant? Something, yeah. She has an ill-defined role, but she makes the things happen. And okay. the agency lady is calling her because she has this incredible offer from who? From the American Dairy Association. Milk. Exactly. Big Milk is trying to make it happen with Samantha. Yeah. Which really happens. Know, yeah, but did you know that that was all a lie? The whole like milk mustache, like milk is good for you, like you need to oh. have your vitamin D, whatever. Oh, it's all yeah, it's, it's fake. I I'd, I'd sooner it's a lobby. I would sooner believe that Budweiser, it's good for you. Do you know what I mean? Like I'd believe that before milk. There's a lobby for everything. Like I, yeah. uh, when I worked as a reporter, one of the funniest things was how much there was a lobby for everything. So like in the summer when it became like watermelon time, yeah. we would, or like, you know, we would, or fruit salad time in yeah. the summer, we would get like- That's the name of our new movie podcast. Fruit salad time? <laughs> fruit salad time in parentheses in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we would get like things being like from the watermelon lobby being like, please promote watermelon in your stories. Like oh, wow. here's all these information about why pineapple is good for you or whatever. Like, and I would be like, oh my God, who works here? Right. Like, yeah, it's farmers, I guess people representing farmers. But I was like, I, you know what? There's a job for everyone. There's a job for everyone. And there's a, also a position that you milk. can like in big milk. That's right. Big milk who actually paid $2 million to the production of the film <gasps> for the milkshake number. And that was going to be spun out into a very large marketing campaign. However, the death of disco and the flop of the film and a 2020 profile that came out where it's kind of obvious that, hey, these guys might actually be gay. Put pay to all that. All right, listen, children. If you want to grow up to be big and strong and sing and dance, you've got to drink your milk.
one more time. Do the shake. Do the shake. Another thing that's bullshit. Yeah. The introduction of the Leatherman. Let's get into it. Yes, we let's get into the Leatherman, as we like to do sometimes. Okay. <laughs> They're holding auditions for another member of the group. Oh, I, at, I, 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 at I, tax attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> at the tax attorney's office, which is the Look, biggest I office, understand. the biggest office you've ever seen in your life, big enough to fit a man on stilts. Here's the thing. It truly sounds like Craig and I are like yes anding each other doing <laughs> about a movie that doesn't exist. But and, and like struggling to like, like 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 we didn't sleep enough and we're just like desperately trying to come up with the next thing. I promise you it's real. Is this before or after YMCA? No, they Oh, is it before? Okay. Before. So they're like, oh my God, we have, don't know where to rehearse. All of our neighbors are mad that we've been rehearsing in the backyard. And then Ron's like, why don't we just rehearse at, my, at our office? My tax attorney office. So like, yeah. great. They're like, we need to find another another singer. We need one more singer. Right. And so and- they, they said, well, we'll have the tryouts there. He doesn't want to commit to rehearsals, but oh, the yeah, tryouts. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll the tryouts. So then a, a bajillion people turn out to try out for the village yeah. people. We got jugglers, we got fire. Stilts, fire breathers, artists, the whole yeah. thing. And in and- the in the, the heavy metal guys chewing on the telephone cable, I believe yeah. that is Blackie Lawless from the band Wasp, who had the song Fuck Like a Beast. I've heard that. I, I read that as well. I read a lot about I, this. I knew okay. you would. As soon as as soon as I saw you I with the Village it. People album on your Insta story yeah. or whatever, I was like, oh, th- I, I could see the whole thing happen. It was great. It was as great. As soon as it's done, as soon as the movie's done, I'm like, I have to read everything about this. Exactly. So then uh, a guy rolls in and he's dressed like an S&M Leatherman. Fully. Drives up on his motorcycle even. Yeah. And he's like... I'm just here to, what is he there for? Oh, he walks in and he's like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm a toll collector. Like, like they An didn't... incredible accent. Incredible accent. accent. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Wait, but uh, why is he there? Well, he's there. To, I, I'm here to get an extension on my income tax. <laughs> Dressed like that. Dressed like that. As go, you do, and, as you do. Oh, oh, okay. And here's what happened. And then right before Ron's bosses showed up, and it's the bronze boss and the wife. Oh, you mean his parents? His parents. Who they're are, his parents? They're his parents. They're Missed his that. fucking Missed parents. that entirely. Okay, so his parents are there. And the parents are like, um, we we uh, we care about singing groups, but, you know, like Cole Porter or like something nice or whatever. We handled Marvin Hamlish's career. Now, that's a talent. This, I, I don't know about. Leatherman yes. is like, I can sing nice. Yeah. So he gets up and he sings Danny Boy? Yes. Yes. And it's and it's really good. Oh Danny Boy, I love you. So really shocking again. Like and like classy. Yeah. And so then the dad is like, "Aight." <laughs> and and w- why does he explain why he's dressed like that? I can't remember, and I rewatched the part too. Does he actually explain why he's dressed like that? Either way, they go out of their way to not be like he's an S and M man. 
Yeah, no, they, there's something about, does he need it for the toll booth? Be- but yeah. When, yes, be, yes, because, okay, so then uh, they, that comes up after they go to the next scene, which is the YMCA uh-huh. thing, because uh, they're there, and they're all in totally different clothes. Would you like to describe a couple of those garments that they're in? Because Leather Man suddenly is wearing far less leather. Felipe is wearing a little fewer feathers i think he says something like his feathers are being worked on at the shop or something yeah and they gave him a stupid headband that's right caitlin jenner stunning crop top yes yes indeed show off that decathlon body mm-hmm. stunning crop top i let me tell you my dad used to dress like that and i'm so sad that that's not a thing well i know it's too bad that it's not uh like a hetero that was like a heterosexual manner of dress yeah yeah very short, very, very short frayed jeans. Bring it back. Yeah, it's a good look. It's a good, solid look. I have a shirt that is my dad's from the 80s that is a Dolphins, like like um, Dan Marino jersey. Not Dan Marino, but like a Dolphins jersey. That you could, is make, up, you could make up a name if it's a sports person. I'll be like, yeah, sure, that no, guy. Dan Marino's later, but it's it's a Dolphins jersey. Joe, like jersey Joe something? Was it Joe something? Crop top. <laughs> Dolphins crop top. That yeah. I, it's jersey material, so your nips are out. Okay, yeah. And he would just wear that. Little shorts, that. Yeah. dolphins crop top. Yeah. It's interesting, that stuff, along with a lot of other things, the conservatism in everything really swept over the land in like I'm a heterosexual man in sports, and that is the type of outfit I wear to show that I, I love football. So they go. So oh, so then they're like, we don't know where to rehearse now. Well, they're they're rousted from the law office, which gee, why? The, and the dad says basically, you can't do this here, son. And Ron says, well, then that you know what, I quit. Then the mother uh, goes over and says, dear, meet me later at like six o'clock. I'll take yes. care of all this. Once again, showing that the world is really run by women. It's all all women and these doofy ass men who are like just like, oh, I'm gonna do my dreams and quit and do this, whatever. And the women are like. Fine, I'll fuck the record exec so that you yes, can yeah. get your stupid band off the ground. Like, fine, I'll like go behind your father's back and help you get your band off the ground. Like, yeah, that's what happens the entire. You know film. why, Craig? Because you can't stop the music. <laughs> no, you just can't stop the music. You can't stop the rain from falling down. No. And uh, no, no. So. How do they end up at the YMCA? Here's how they, and I'm so happy I rewatched it because there's so much stuff. And again, I've seen it many times, stuff that pops out that you're like, yeah. oh my God, that's the device they use. Ron says, don't worry about it. I found us a great place to rehearse and it's free because suddenly, suddenly, suddenly money is an issue. This is a, a tax attorney in New York mm-hmm. and she is a top model. Right, mm-hmm. who lives in the biggest fucking apartment you could imagine, mm-hmm. but now suddenly money's an issue, uh, and th- so they go to rehearse at the YMCA because that's What's what you the do. Police there. officer's salary. Oh yeah, see that's a good point. If anyone, he's got a he's got a job. Yeah, no, he's got a monthly nut to deal with, and he, he can't stop the nuts. <laughs> he's got a job. I would say some of them are jobs, and some of them like Native American, not a job. Cowboy. Not a not a job now. I believe Felipe, Felipe is, is the a dancer. dancer. Felipe is a dancer, and that is how he was actually discovered in real life. In to real be life, part of the I village people. That's right. Yeah, uh, Felipe is not much of a singer, by the way. I just want to no. add that. Okay, so he's like, it's free. It's We're free. We're gonna perform. We're gonna rehearse. We're gonna rehearse, and, and by rehearsing, he means rolling around with every guy. Basically, there's a lot. You know, there's naked men. Did you see the naked men? Like, the- all right, let's walk. Let's waltz right into it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so <laughs> they go to the YMCA. <laughs> where to okay so they go to the ymca there's a bunch of guys there they go into a locker room sure was a hot man like look i've been to a ymca okay yeah. let me tell you i used to play basketball at ymca when i was in middle school <laughs> it's a wide variety of type of person at yes. the ymca yes it is not all hot young men it does, that is right. not the but at this ymca almost entirely nothing but yeah ripped like changing into their little shorts whatever mm-hmm. yeah where a couple wearing jock outfits yes like no uh, uh, valerie prince the only woman right right craig <laughs> listeners <laughs> she she makes her way down one of the aisles wearing a shirt that yes. says macho woman it's one of the greatest things ever because when they when they roll up into the gym they're wearing one set of clothing. Correct. They turn a corner and presto, macho no, woman. I have, I have questions. Now, macho woman. <laughs> I have questions. Yes, yes. About what that means. I, I do as well. I do as so, well. So, does it mean masculine woman? Does it mean just strong woman? Good does question. Does it mean... Woman. Does it mean it, woman? Is it a woman who is macho, or is it, or is it like, like would a like a a very like effeminate gay man wear that shirt? Like, this is what, what I mean. This is what, what I mean. What is yeah. the gender of this shirt? I think it's open to like at it's least anybody. six. Po- yeah, that's right. It's open to anyone. It is. It is. Listen, if I could find one of those, I'd get one. Uh, that I, is. Oh, have we looked? Ooh, I don't know. Maybe we should start a t-shirt line as well. Just uh, called Macho Woman? Just Macho Woman. Oh, that's woman. what our podcast is called, Macho Woman. Macho Woman, yeah. And then I... we do the series Fruit Salad Season. That's, I... that's the... Yeah. What does your no, shirt say right now, called? by the way? My shirt? It says, who the fuck is Mick Jagger? Oh, I thought so. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. So, uh, yeah, uh, there's a great shot. That, it, that comes from anyone who doesn't know. That comes from a picture of Keith Richards slumped mm-hmm. dead on a chair he used to be able to sleep on like third grader school chairs because he was so heroined up. He's, and he's wearing the shirt. Oh, no, they, I'm, I'm mixing up two photos. I'm mixing no, up two photos. No, he's smoking and he's wearing like a hunter's cap. That's right. And, and it got, is Keith Richards yeah. from 1975. I just thought it was a funny shirt. It's a, No, it's a great shirt. And it's a great shirt. I, I was listening to Craig Ferguson talk about where he has a whole stand up thing where he's talking about working with the Rolling Stones. Oh, I got to hear trying, that. I think he was going to write a movie. You can look it up online. Oh, I think he was going to write a movie about that's the Stones. Right. Yeah, that's right. And so he went on tour with them. And so he does this like 10 minute stand up routine about like being on tour with the Stones. And he part of it was he talks about how everyone thinks that Keith Richards is just like out of it and heroined out and like whatever. But Keith is actually like the motor behind everything. And oh, is, yeah. like taping everything. And he said that the vibe was everyone is scared of Keith Richards. Like yeah. the vibe, like he was like, well, is it possible for on at least one of these tour dates for me to be able to stand on the stage? Like, can I stand on the side of the stage? Yeah. And cause they were making him backstage or in the front. Right. And he was like, I want to stand in the wings. And every single person from like the manager to the, was like, you have to ask Keith. <laughs> yeah, and that's he's right. like, and he's like, well, I like, and they're like, he's not going to like it. Yeah. He's not going to like it. And finally, I think he's like, you know, what like what I'm okay I'm gonna ask Mick and Mick's like 
you got to ask Keith. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Like he's not in charge of me, like whatever. And he says that he's standing in the wings and Keith's like playing, looks over, notices him there and is like, like he's in big trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's, and so like, I didn't realize that the vibe was, so then it made me like Keith Richards. So then I was looking for Keith Richards stuff and I found this shirt, oh, cool. but I was just dying laughing at the idea of everyone on this toll tour being like, you got to ask Keith. Yeah. I, I read his book last year and it's so yeah. great. He's clearly, he has some untreated thing because his whole medication thing is yeah. basically self-medication. He said mm-hmm. he used to wake up and immediately take two barbiturates. And then still be up for two days. I wonder like, so, if it's like, it just seems like he's a control freak. Well, there's that. I mean, there's some rather unsavory aspects to his character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, uh, very fucked up uh, growing up situation. The dad was very unpleasant. And, yeah. But I also, mean, I think the person, I think if you're, it's like funny anecdote, but also like if everyone around you is so scared of you, like. What's that about? Oh, no, he's done sort of, yeah, volatile, like unpredictable, abusive shit is going on. Oh, no, absolutely. I've read reports too where he's just like for no reason been like, I don't like that guy, like some some guy in a band. That's what they were saying, or something like that. Yeah, he just doesn't like them and he's like witheringly awful, or maybe like hits them with a bottle or something. Yeah, that's what Craig Ferguson was worried about. (laughs) terrifying yeah, terrifying listen i have to pee real quick do, do you mind yeah go for it, it. Yeah, go thanks. for it go for it and then we gotta like somehow we gotta get through the rest of the movie I know. i'm sure anyone listening's like they're making this up this movie doesn't exist it, it is real <laughs> okay so where were we okay so we were okay at- so what happens at the ymca <laughs> at the ymca it is nothing but slow motion multi-split screen the most incredible editing uh, goofing around of slow-mo shots of like the most cut fit guys spinning around mm-hmm. in midair uh on the hobby horse there is uh both male and female nudity it's easier to see on a bigger screen ah yes we see sam's boobs we do we see sam's boobs Which and then a choice why a good question uh, apparently valerie prime was very fond of uh, stripping down in front of other people just in general as a gag um of course she was very comfortable with nudity because she was uh, as as seen in lenny the bob fossey film Sure. Slightly more serious picture. Um, yes, I just I felt I I saw it as another sort of like we're not gay. That's I think probably what it is. Although there's so much gayness in the YMCA scene, which oh let's Dancing, get back. Dancing, wrestling. Let's, oh the sing, yes, I mean yeah, yes the swimming, the stretching of the arms. The I mean what like fifty dudes dancing like at how least many? maybe a hundred maybe a hundred. Yeah. Now uh, back to who directed the film. So supposedly Nancy Walker, a client of uh-huh. Alan Carr's, uh, a couple days into shooting, Nancy Walker was being so mean to Valerie Perrine Heard that that they Read couldn't that. be on the set at the same time. So wow. the guy who actually directed most of the film is Bill Butler, the cinematographer of Greece, heterosexual, which is important because Alan Carr tended to be nicer to the heterosexual guys in the business than if they were gay, unless they were uh, maybe in a better position than him. He had a very strange What was thing the going on. problem between Nancy and uh Valerie? And Valerie. She just did not like her. Why? Well, you got me. Nancy Walker, um, do you remember her? She was the Charmin lady, like the squeeze the Charmin lady. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she didn't like the tall blonde. I mean, who knows? It's fucked up. 
It is fucked up. And so, and and at she oh she also in like the milkshake scene when she goes one more time. Nancy Walker kept going, no, that's not right. Do it again. So they did that like 50 times until Valerie Prom was like, how the fuck do you want me to say that? There's only so many ways that I can say it. And they got into this huge fight. Alan Carr had to pull the both of them into a limo. And then uh, one of the other people working on the set, one of the village people, I think, was like, that limo was rocking. And, and he was like, he said some foul things to them. I, wow. I, the quote escapes me, but it has a word that is not uh, seemly for a man to say. So I will not say it. Oh, my uh, God. So tensions on the set were wild. And actually, and quite honestly, you know, the protesters, maybe they should have been protesting this movie instead of cruising. But they I mean, really should have. <laughs> they really should have. They, they should have because so, it's gay erasure. Like, that's a little bit worse than showing scenes at the mine shaft. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, honestly, like, it's funny. I just imagined, like, it's that at that time and people are protesting and I'm there. That's just like... Al Pacino suck a dick. Al Pacino suck. <laughs> like I'm protesting for a different reason. Right. And they're right. like, why are you here? And I'm like, Pacino coward suck a dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> Quickly back to cruising. I think I think it's kind of clear at the end, although nothing's clear in cruising, that he falls in love with the red-haired guy, Don Scardino. Like they have a thing where they have sex. And kills him. And he kills him. And I think it's left, oh, yeah. You know? I just I think there's a lack of um, explicitness with it that I find actually interesting. Particularly, uh, also, it was a mainstream film. They were I know uh, putting the, and there's a fisting scene in it. I know. <laughs> so, really good stuff. It really good stuff. Uh, and both well, of these bo- both of these films, there's no chance they could have been made t- even two years after they were. That's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of questions about the, the big naked cowboy who beats the shit out of the- <laughs> That's a, that, no, that's a true story. That's a true story. I know that that used to happen because they would say like, nobody will believe you when you tell them what happened. Yeah, that's right. Randy Jorgensen, who was the technical director for all that Locked stuff, who's also Locked in up. the film and was the real life Al Pacino character. Yes. Yeah. Well, but we'll get into that on Cruising Movie Club. Right now we're talking about a far more disturbing film, Can't Stop the Music. <laughs> So okay, so some so gay we're at the stuff YMCA and at it, the YMCA. Have we given it full enough? I mean, it's hard. It's like the YMCA. I don't know that I could explain it. What you need to do, viewer, <laughs> yeah. listener, yeah, it's just go watch it. It's there. Listen, anyone in movie club, the movie is up for you to watch. You, it's a dereliction of your duty. Low, put the yeah. lights down low. Get yeah. some popcorn and just watch the YMCA sequence. That's right. And if this is a clip that you're watching on YouTube. You can buy the movie on YouTube. You can watch it somewhere else or join Movie Club and uh, get into this. This is the kind of stuff that you're missing. Do you think Olympian Caitlyn Jenner took offense to any of this? You know, that's a good question. So Caitlyn Jenner at the time was Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner was asked to dance at Studio 54 uh, at a party for the film. And Bruce was very uptight. Bruce was very uneasy with a lot of the aspects of the film because of his squeaky clean image, because of his Wheaties endorsement and all of that yeah makes total sense because upcoming a bit of a sex scene yes yes that's right Qu- uh, quite a bit of a sex scene where it's uh all kind of like uh fumbling bumbling because they got to get his pants off that's the other thing oh my god yeah. we spilled the lasagna on him we got to get his pants off i thought we were headed towards a thruple and i was very intrigued but yeah if they made the movie a little bit more honestly it would be quite the film that's what I thought. I was like, okay, we're heading towards a throuple. How cute. Um, <laughs> and then Gutenberg was like, bye. 
And then they are like struggling, like, oh, we spilled lasagna on you. So then Caitlyn Jenner's pants are off. Right. Boxers. Right. Yes. And then Samantha comes in and they're like flirting. And then she spills then something she on him. Spills something on him. And then she gets her dress caught. And then she has to pull her dress off. Because Ron is sitting on a dentist chair. Yeah. You know, as you do. And um, I, I and just... then she's got no clothes. She's chill as hell. She's got no clothes on. Yeah. And yeah. they start making out or whatever. Yeah. And they bumble over and, and Caitlin knocks a bunch of shit over. Right. And it's very funny and cute. Caitlin's a little clumsy in these clumsy. scenes. Yeah. Uh, and then and then they hook up. Right? That's right. I think so. They the at least morning, kiss. Yeah. No, he will. They oh, no, they over. stay. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Uh, right. They, they hook up and then it's on to the recording studio where we see the backstage reality of at a recording session. Not only do you have to sing, you got to do the dance moves while you're singing. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, there's a fun line that I can't remember exactly, but when Ron's getting dressed to leave. And like says to Samantha, like, I didn't want you to think I was like a hit and run guy or something. Right, right. And I was like, what is your deal? What is your deal, Caitlyn Jenner? Um, And so then, yeah, so then they're doing the dance moves for Liberation. Mm -hmm. They've brought... The the record company guy, I can never remember his character name, but he's played by Paul Sand, and he's based on Neil Bogart of Casablanca Records. And there's a gag line in there where he's like, $50,000, what do you think I am, Neil Bogart? And the record company is called Marrakesh Records, and there's all this sort of, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like furniture and shit around that's supposed to look like that. He has a phone addiction. He can't get off the phone. It keeps ringing, apparently, Rod Stewart. He's trying to get in touch with him. He's trying to sign Rod Stewart, yeah. Right. Also at the recording studio, he comes in, and he goes, what are you doing? That's way too much bass. There's no music playing. He's like, yeah, it's to roll those bass at EQ. Well, down. this, Craig, I want you to remember that this film is a documentary <laughs> about the beginning of the village people. Yes. And yes. and Jack Morrell is really the guy, Jack Morrell. So you're like, right. No, you're right. I, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little I carried do they, away. Do they know that they're called the village people yet? Yes. And here's how they get named village people. The mother of Ron at the uh, uh, law firm says something about, well, we like good music, but not from a bunch of people who look like they're from the village or a bunch of village people. And then she goes, that's it. That's it. Village people. Perfect. And then uh, Gutenberg, in one of his least restrained moments, is like, yeah, ah, village people. That's great. Ah, I love you. Yeah, it, it, Like he's clearly just he's like a, a guy on speed or something like that. He's Eleven, yes, from yes. the jump. I don't yeah. know how to explain his acting in this to our listeners, but it's... he's like, "We gotta do it. We gotta do it, Sam. Yeah. We gotta sell the song. It's gonna be the biggest song." Like, <laughs> and that's that is where he stays the, the whole entire time. time. The whole the... time, yeah. is at that level. There's no peaks and valleys to the acting. Look, I don't want to sound like your mother. You don't. She thinks we're musical genius. Jack. Shh. Stop and listen. To what? To me. Look, tonight, Benny Murray is going to see that I am merely fabulous. He's going to make me the full-time DJ. Sam, don't you know what that means to me? It's everything. I get to play my music, the people are going to start collapsing, and the big record company's going to come crawling. Wait a minute, Sam. Stop with all this busy work. This is all, this is my life here. Wait a minute. Tell me. 
How do you put together a group that doesn't exist? This is the sound of the 80s. Everybody's looking for it, and we've got it. You see, when the other kids were following the baseball scores, I was following the charts. Yeah. You can ask me anything about popular music, and I know it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, ask me anything, right? Right. No, and this is why... If you only saw this film, you'd go, oh, that guy would never, ever be in another movie. You would not guess Quite that- famous. Quite famous. Yeah. You you would never think this guy is going to go on to be in like three franchises, Cocoon, yeah. Three Men and a Baby, and um, Police Academy. What's the first one? Cocoon. Oh, Cocoon, yeah. Yeah. So there's two of those, two Three Men and a Baby, and like 45 Police Academy movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, for all three of those franchises, he did have to roller skate. So oh, God, who else right. could they have gotten? That's you know, you're right. No, no. That, no. <laughs> okay. So they sing Liberation, which sounds gay as hell, but they don't know the dance moves or something. Well, no, they have to be taught the dance moves so they can do them during the recording session because otherwise, I guess the timbre of the voice won't be but quite. They, but the, the, it goes poorly. Yes, that's when they knock over more stuff, right? They knock yeah, over yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. feedback going on. But yeah. somehow, Paul Sand, the record company executive, seems to approve this because this is the demo session that Samantha wheedled out of him in order to have a date with him. But he's like not into it or it's like goes poorly. But then he's like, okay, like I'll take you on a date or something will happen. And then all of a sudden Ron is like, wait a minute. I like you now and I don't want you to go on this date. Oh, that's right. That's right. So also this film is supposed to sort of be how the village people came to be. And now we're completely adrift in this love triangle or confusing threes company kind of thing. Yes. Where... No, this was real. Whoa, I just imagined like a, a alternate universe where Caitlyn Jenner was the Jack Tripper character. Oh my God. How I great. love threes company. I used to love it too. I'm fascinated with Suzanne Summers as well. Love her. Yeah. What's your deal? <laughs> I would have lunch with her. Okay. <laughs> Sadly, so, sadly, wildly uh, Republican. Yeah, I just, I have questions. The thigh master. That's a good hour. That's a good, that'll take care of lunch. Yeah. So. She okay. made a movie where she sings, by the way. It's on Prime. It's called Nobody's Fool. It's garbage, but it also stars Paul Nicholas, who I have this weird obsession with, so. What year is that from? 79, co-starring Ian McShane. And okay. Yeah. Based on so, a Jackie Collins book, yet it's not very good. What are wow, you going to do? That's a lot of that's a lot of things that you would not think go together. Exactly, and they don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so Now what happens then? then so and, she need Wait, okay. So they need money. Right. Wait, hold on. I have it. Let me just check because Okay. Also, it's in, it's important when you do record at at the recording studio to be in full stage gear. You Absolutely. Want, you need that, just in case no, anyone was Craig, wondering. This is not out. These are not costumes. No, no. This, this is, is what they wear, baby. This is, exactly. This is what they wear, and it's a good. It's just a tip. Also, I want to give a tip to indie musicians, those starting out in the business. So wear a you know, costume. yeah, wear a costume. So uh, Lady you, Gaga. There you go. She sings. David Bowie. She's she's brought into the studio in that strange egg. She comes yeah. out, and if she wants to be like, oh, I'm going to do a Orville high vocal. Peck. Yeah, exactly. Costumes work, baby. Costumes work. They work. And Orville Peck gets that special tone with his voice by singing through that little veil. Yeah. Yeah, it's like wind chimes. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So wait, they're on the plane, right? So I I pulled up the movie just so we could, because it gets real confusing. They're not on the plane yet. Okay. (laughs) He says, he says. 
Oh, wait. How did I yes, forget? They need, they need money. Right. Then she's like, okay, I'll do the milk commercial and I'll yes. do it with and I'll do it with the village people in the milk commercial with me. They shoot the, the woman so happy. The modeling agency person. <laughs> the modeling agency's thrilled. They shoot the milk commercial. There's a song called Milkshake. Yes, do the shake. Do the it's, milkshake. And again, back to the whole English as, as a second or third language, yeah. trying to explain something when you come home from work yeah. and you need a refresh. What, what, I can't. I, I've heard the song yeah, a million it's times. It's called Milkshake. Yeah. And they're all wearing white. They're all Felipe's in a white version of his Native American costume, <laughs> which right. is right. wild. Yes, uh, yes. The white leather are, outfit is quite exciting. And, the, and unreal. Then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they, Look, the Felipe character is racist. Yeah, well, They're, sure. So yes. anyway, they do the whole thing. Um, but, but they do the whole thing, but let's get into that a little they bit. Dance. The, yeah. the commercial is about yeah. two and a half, three minutes long. You know, your average it's industry so standard long. commercial. It's so long. <laughs> and it starts with little kids dressed up. Yes! Like the village As the people. the village people. Which, They're... honestly, I would watch that movie. I would, It's too. like Muppet Babies. Yes! It's like Muppet Babies, but it's little village people. Oh, my God, yes! Village okay. children. The, the, <laughs> right, village children, of course. Village you, babies. You don't want them to get confused. I see Gabby's writing that down. Now, I'm that, writing village babies down. Village babies, because that's proof of concept for the other thing that we're going to do after the fruit salad summer. Uh, Keep right. shortening it. Oh, do I? I'm sorry. I thought it was fruit fruit, fruit salad. salad in parentheses for the summertime. That's it's fine. No, that's right. That is the full title. That is the full title. You're right. Uh, I, but listen, I appreciate your integrity and your adherence to the full quality of the title. You don't want to wow. foreshorten it. Yeah, you can. That and obviously these this movie is known for titles. Yes, they were yes, like, it is. Let's call it. Can't can't it's a magic night of can't stop music magic n- night and love and it's a magic Song. night of liberation liberation and the original title was actually disco land of the movie yeah and they only changed it because the disco sucks thing happened right before and of course the disco sucks thing if if anyone listening is not familiar with how horrific that was that was like uh, have you ever heard of a man being angry. And then making that anger everyone's problem. Yes, exactly right. That's exactly yeah. what it is. There's so a good, anyway, there's whatever. a good moment on that whole thing in the Bee Gees documentary that kind of sums it up nicely. Oh, hysterically cried at the Bee Gees documentary. Oh my god, me too. Sobbing, sobbing. Yep, me too. Well, the end. I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but the last thing that Barry says. Oh god, yeah. Wait, what? He said, "I'm just. It's just me." You now. can cut it. He goes. That's okay. He goes. You know, I'm the last one left, and I would I would give up all the number ones just to have them back. Oh, it, uh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. Goodbye. I know. So I watched um, that. I watched that on acid uh, on New Year's okay. Eve, and Massachusetts was playing right as I hear outside "Happy New Year." Because I went, this is going to be a weird, fucked up, sad night. So let's yeah. really go for the gold. And uh, it was the largest amount of acid I'd, I'd had. So it was, I never hallucinated Did you feel like you before. were a BG? I always feel like I'm a BG. Thank, <laughs> Thank you very much. Wow, uh, wow, wow. Well, uh, well, that documentary is good. If you want to put like an index of like all the things we've recommended. I'll never stop typing. Yeah. Uh, no, um, no, no, I will. I will. Because, well, that's the fun. And I figured we would go with this direction. This is good. 
Yes, milkshake. Then yeah. we see that we see that it's the pulls back. They've been watching the commercial. on a TV at the office of the music guy, uh, someone's uh, office. Uh, uh, All the major Jack's players mom, are there. Jack's mom is like, "This is going to be a hit," and that has got to be a gold single. <laughs> Plus. A platinum dance craze. Do the shame. Do the shame. Ma, it's only commercial. Oh, now, honey. Did Gershwin ever write a hit commercial, huh? Love her. Uh, and then Ron is all pissed because he says to Samantha, well, I didn't realize you were going to show so much of your body. Sir, you were wearing a crop top down the street in New York <laughs> five minutes ago. <laughs> what are you talking about? Your pants are up to your... To your Hoo-ha. butt crack. Yeah. What are yeah. you talking about? Yeah. He's like, we were just at the YMCA. Her tits were out. Right. What are we doing? In, in a in a pool full of a, a supposedly heterosexual men. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's all pissed, and then he's like, "Well, you're still fucking that record label guy," and she's like, "Maybe I will, or whatever." So that, she that's goes. right. Yeah. So she goes and gets on a private jet with him. Sam's not going to put up with this kind of. Uh... No, she doesn't Bullshit. Need it. Listen, it's 1980, or it's about to be 1980. It's 1980, baby. Get used yeah. to it. <laughs> so she goes. So she goes to the private jet with the guy or whatever, and then the mom, and then Ron's mom is like, "I need uh, singers for a gala that I'm throwing." Oh my god, right? I forgot about this part. And yeah. so then they go and they're gonna perform at the gala. Yeah. Oh, because the commercials on hold because people think it's too sexual. Oh, is that what? Okay, see, I've forgotten this bit. Yeah. They, they, they're like, we're not going to get the residual check for the, for the, the commercial for like months because it has to go through so many because it's so sexual. They have right. to put it through a lot of hoops before we can air it. And she's like, but we were counting on that money now. Right. And they're like, well, it's not. We have to like get approvals, so we won't have the money. So then Ron's More- mom is like, well, I'll. I'll front you. I'll I'll give you. I'll pay you to do this gala. Yeah. Because also, uh, by the way, back to the documentary realism. A big Busby Berkeley, huge extravaganza commercial. You usually shoot that on spec when you have no money (laughs) to get some money. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So then, so then, uh, they go to the gala. Yeah. And then, and then, someone Lulu's like, oh well, she's with um. To Ron is like, well, she's with a uh, uh, record guy, record guy, and they're probably halfway to Acapulco by now. Meanwhile, she hasn't gone with record guy. That's right. They sent Jack and Jack's mom on to the plane, record guy's plane on the private plane. Right. Yeah. And they hit it off or something. Oh, that's right. And record record guy and Jack's mom. Mom hit it off. That's right. Yeah. And then she's like, you got to sign him. And he's like, Okay. And then it doesn't take just one woman; it takes two women to get record three, guy. Four, five women. No, m- many multiple um, women. Yeah. And then I don't know if this was in my dream last night or if this was real, but is there a part where they walk in? <laughs> I am sober. Is there a part where they walk in and she's like, "You're gonna have a private jet one day, Jack, but it's gonna be decorated way better than this." Yes, there is a yes. That, that is, is ring okay. a bell. Yes, it is. Yes, she negs her way into that guy's pants, and <laughs> and then they all show up, and then the village people do a really good job. Yes, that's I right. Think. I think. Wait. And then they sign up, and then then and then every and then they show up. I forget where Sam was. Uh, yeah, and I'm getting up. I'm getting cloudy too because to be honest, the when I did see it at the. <laughs> 
New Beverly. I, I left after YMCA because I was tired and I went, I've seen this movie too many times. But where? I saw it yesterday. I know. And where I refreshed my memory. Sam? Hold on. I have. Let, okay, let's let's so refer. Where to... was Sam? Yeah. When she shows back up at the end, where was she? They thought she was with record label guy. So the wasn't. record label guy is with the mom, and then then we just see the Richie the uh, the Richie family then appears. They're at this big concert. Ah, uh, yes. There's a yes. concert now. Now is this concert? This is the gala. No. Yes, it is. The concert is the gala. Okay, the concert <laughs> is the gala. Now I want to tell you a few things about this gala scene. Okay, when they were is shooting, is it that it's fully a concert and it's... not a gala? Yeah, a full concert again with. Complete production, which is usually what bands who are struggling <gasps> do. They have completely oh new God. outfits made out of multicolored leather, right? Uh, this is the this same old woman, like absolutely through this. Ron's mom is just like this. She runs Webster Hall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> He's crying. If you look carefully at the audience, there is nary a woman to be found. There's like one or two. It's also a lot of the same extras from the Saddle Tramp. The it's disco. a lot of the same yes. dancers from the disco. I exactly. Noticed. And I think that that disco was actually shot at Studio One in West Hollywood, which is right ah. around the corner for me, which is sadly no longer anything near what it was uh, at all. But um, I think they have like bottle service shit there. But the, the <laughs> during the filming of that whole thing, Alan Carr and Jacques Morali were having screaming fights all day, sh- almost shutting the film down because Jacques Morali wanted his current boyfriend in the film. His current boyfriend was Dennis Parker, a former porn star who made a song called Like an Eagle. Ha- you want to have some fun? Look up Dennis Parker. Okay, everyone listening? Uh, because Dennis Parker was in porn and then became a soap opera actor for a while. Well, I too would like my current porn star slash soap opera actor boyfriend to somehow show up at the very tail end of a <laughs> film in which he has not been in the entire time. Exactly. I think that would make sense. I actually, he, he rolls up. He's like, I want my boyfriend to play the cowboy now. Hit the bricks, <laughs> Randy. <laughs> just in this last scene just in this last scene scoot well we already replaced the cop so this is what we got to do yeah Yeah. so someone uh, i don't know if it was the cinematographer or well the cinematographer has some funny stories about it he's very nice about it. he's not rude is what i'm gonna say not very nice about it that sounds weird so the the cinematographer he's like well this was the first time i was sort of in a situation where there was men kissing each other romantically the way that i was used to seeing a man and woman kiss he wasn't saying it in a bad way but he just was very kind of shocked bill butler he just never been around that kind of thing sweet baby angel (laughs) and then there were so few women in the audience that someone was panicking uh someone panicked and went there's no fucking women here we got it there's what they're gonna think and so they were running around outside trying to recruit any women around to just be in the front row Boy. <laughs> and that's how straight movies are made. Okay, so then they come out on stage. Yes, yeah, yeah. They come out on stage. And it's fantastic. It's Huge amazing. Huge sign that says village people. Mm-hmm. They're all wearing the colors rain- of the rainbow. rainbow yeah. <laughs> versions of their outfits. Yes. Which what? <laughs> they, what are they singing? Uh, is it ready for the 80s or is that not in this film? Hold on. I can't on. remember. They're singing something I didn't quite recognize. And I feel bad. <laughs> Normally I have this stuff on the top of my It's one tongue. where they're doing, their their dance move is this. Oh, it's yeah. Like, Stop. Duh. Right. Wait, L- let's, let me hear it real quick and I'll. 
There's also some fun shenanigans backstage uh, where there's uh, more Three's Company. Wait. Oh, and then... uh, This is Can't Stop the Music, isn't it? Yeah, okay, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Can't Stop. Okay, and then... Yeah. uh, Ron and Samantha get engaged. (laughs) That's right. That's right. And everyone lives happily ever after. That's the end of the film, right? (laughs) Um... And then everybody rushes the stage and they all come and they sing. And then on the balcony, on the top of the stage, you see Jack and um, Ron White and Samantha all dancing together uh, in a a way that certainly does not denote a throuple in any capacity. No, no, certainly not. Uh, And then, oh, also what? Sorry, that's the end of the movie, but sorry to back up. What is that scene where there's a scene where the girls show up and and um yeah, Jack you, you, by and... the way by the way god forbid we should fuck up the through line of this film right yeah okay so wait there's a scene where the girls show up to lunch oh and right jack and yes, yes. and um and ron are at lunch yeah and they've like just come up with some big huge good idea i can't remember what it was it's the milkshake and ad it's I milkshake think. ad and uh and uh and lulu i think I, whoever's with samantha says what, what were you guys up to? Cruising in Times Square? Yes. I believe these are the gentlemen. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, <laughs> terrific. Our luck hits rock bottom and you boys hit the bottle. Uh, <laughs> come on, come on. Please sit down. Sit down. Make Take a load off your feet. Would you like some sandwich? Uh, sure. Are you two guys celebrating something? <laughs> come on, Jack. Tell me. Well... You guys remember Benny Murray who ran saddle traps? I'm sure. Whoever could forget Benny the Legend? We ran into him this morning. What were you doing? Cruising down Times Square? <laughs> Real funny. Come on, would you listen? Okay, sorry. Thank you very much. Well, he sold saddle traps, and he's going into the party business. It's loaded throughout the movie. It's laced in there the entire time. Yeah. Lulu also has a line, I think it's Lulu, where somebody says, you got to crack the whip on him. And Lulu goes, are you into S&M now? Yes, that's right. <laughs> but. Don't you think Lulu's character was written for a man? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they were like, and this myself, we can't. I will be playing the part of Lulu in the revival. Yeah. Listen, you want to do one of those reads. The only condition is I have to be involved. Okay. And everyone sings. Yeah. That would be incredible. In- incredible. And that's get... how that's how we can launch and announce Village Babies. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is so funny, but no, I would would have to. I've always wanted to do one of my live reads as a musical. Yeah, always wanted to. I'm like scared because we were gonna do Rocky Horror, but it just was so much work. Sure. Um, But I've always wanted to do it as a musical. Yeah, this was this would be a funny one because wouldn't this be good? The costumes are good, and also it's so stupid. It's it's so bananas. Yeah, it's completely bananas. And people will actually some at least thirty percent of the audience will be like, they wrote something really absurdist and amazing, not having any idea that it's yeah. based literally on this thing. Yeah. Um. So their plan was that the milkshake ad would be famous, would catapult them to stratospheric success. No, 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 no. The film itself thought oh, that okay. the milkshake ad would be a breakout star from the film no no, so they made a deal because alan carr was an incredible hustler in terms of business deals i mean he convinced uh baskin robbins that can't stop the nuts was going to be incredible 
there was going to be some other stuff. There was going to be merchandise like Can't Stop the Clothes, Can't Stop the This, Can't Stop the That. But Should have just been Macho Woman shirts. Those oh, my sold God. Out. Macho Woman. Yeah, there's got to be one. I'm sure we could have those printed up. Yeah. Yeah. Just for our own uh, amusement. They're on. They're on. They're Etsy on or... Etsy. Okay. All right. Fine. I'm happy to give us a, a small craftsperson. Uh, some business. Uh, uh, maybe I'll put a link into it in the episode description. But uh, the uh, what was I going to say? I just lost my train of thought. The, about the milkshake ad. Oh yeah, so that was supposed to be then repurposed into a milk ad, a dairy An ad, commercial. Yeah, just wow. like in the Navy was going to be used. It, it was. Wasn't it was it used. An ad? Yeah, that's right. It was because the Navy gave them f- free reign to do the video on one of their warships, one of their battleships. Yeah, the Navy was wow. all in with the village people. Yeah. It's... Those people are stupid. Not only that, we're going to get into um, a little village people stuff post this movie. So Okay. This, this well, movie... so the movie is done. The movie is done. Yeah, and if you haven't watched it, I don't know why you haven't watched it after hearing what we've just said. Caitlyn Jenner didn't act again until 2014 or something. And... and uh, Jenner had an offer to be in another film and said no to be in this one. And I'm trying to remember what it is. I knew this. This is the kind of thing that would just come out of my mouth in a casual conversation for no reason. But I can't remember it right now that Uh, they didn't that they that she didn't say that she dropped out of. She didn't go into. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Now, Jenner had tried out Star Wars. No, I don't. I don't. I, it's funny because it could have been. Jenner, <laughs> you've well, got mail. Which <laughs> you've got mail. It was in. Yeah, that was in development hell for such a long time that originally it was you've got mail. Literally, you've got some something in the post. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've and then, got it, postcards. Yeah, you've got postcards, and then ooh, this feels so like a big package. Dumb. That's a nice box. Well, wait. So it did well in Australia, right? Because Australia was like a little bit behind. Okay. The trends. Then the village people, the village people go new romantic. The village people decided, oh, this whole Adam and the ants thing, the the different makeup. Yeah. Yeah. And they go new romantic. And then they were on the Merv Griffin show and Merv, who used to be a big supporter of them, like savaged them. Sadly, that clip has been pulled because the village people organization is very litigious. They're. Yeah. So, yeah, that shit is intense. They might come after us. Well, they might. Well, yeah, they might. Although, yeah, no, you're right. Maybe they will. That'd be fun, though. I would. I would welcome that. I was watching that documentary. I the same way that um, everyone is afraid of Keith Richards. I felt deeply afraid of Felipe Rose. I felt as though if I if I insinuated that the right. village people were gay in any way, I would be in big trouble. I don't think they'd care anymore, and here's why. They cared because they were trying to make money as like bar mitzvah singers or whatever. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm with you. They did then, but they might not give a shit anymore. You know why? Because why? they don't have the legal rights to the name Village People anymore. Victor Willis managed to arrest that name back through a bunch of legal maneuvering Fuck. because he was the main lyric writer, right? Translating yeah. the French lyrics into English. So Victor Willis now leads a group of people that have nothing to do with the original village people. And that is the person that was gone to, and he's the person quoted when Trump was using their music. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You roll up to a village people concert. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what are you finding? 
You are finding a not in the best shape of his life, Victor Willis, in a very snug policeman uniform. Oh, so they are dressed up still. Well, they are, but it's not the original people. But I don't care. They're still in the outfits. Well, I think so, yeah. There's other people. But I feel like without Felipe and Randy, well, actually, Randy. So, okay, let me get in further back into the history. After Can't Stop the Music and before Renaissance, when presented with the plan to reconfigure the band into mm-hmm. uh, a new romantic group, Randy goes, uh, yeah, I'm out. This, I'm not, this is no good. Very smart move. So I like I like that cowboy. The cowboy has it. He's very smart. I, he's I've, super. I would say he's the hottest one. Yeah, he is, and he's delightful to hear tell stories. Like out of all of them currently in this film, what's like? What's the? What's the fuck, Mary Kill? Oh, okay, okay, sure, sure. All right. Well, um, of. That's tough that there's more than three of them. So okay, well, just like yeah, just like whichever ones. I would, I would marry the cowboy. Okay, sure. I could see a long, happy life with the cowboy. A lot of fun sex, and also just a very good attitude in general. Gentle soul. Gentle, very gentle soul. Absolutely. Then it's tough. It's it's who's who's number two to you though. That's that's the question. What's next? Policeman. Policeman. Okay. Problematic. (laughs) <laughs> you love a problematic <laughs> hookup. Okay. Problematic. Problematic, instantly sexy. I get that. Because the problem is, obviously, number two of hotness are the policeman and the army man. Yes. But the... I'd say it, army man over policeman myself. But but the problem is, is that both are like military industrial complex. Sure. Like prison state sort of corporal punishment... Or, or car- you know what I mean? Like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So it's hard. Well, remember, remember, Army Man is actually National Guard. You're still in the military. I know, I know. And then, so then it's tough because then, but then it's like, okay, so does that then take their sexiness away? And then we're left with construction worker. Right. But, not a bad looking guy. No, not a bad looking guy at all. Actually, if you looked at other photos of David Hodo, go look him up on Facebook. Okay. You might... You, actually, David Hodo might race up the, the charts in your estimation. You think? I think so. I got to say, Leatherman's low on my list. Uh, uh, I don't know why, but... Um, I like his accent. Yeah, yeah. It's a great. It's very subtle, and it's very... Uh, the direction that they were all given by Bill Butler, who basically assumed control of the directorial uh, effort, was mm-hmm. just say your lines as flat with as little affect as possible, because he knew that he was basically struggling to get everything done. Nancy Walker's advice to one of the village people was, listen, don't worry about it. Movies are just little pieces of shit strung together. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's some photos here that are definitely super cute of David Hodo. Yeah, yeah. None of, wow. And by the way, none of them are unpleasant looking. It's just that... Uh, no, yeah. It's just hard because some of them are just people and some of them, their jobs are, you know, not. The jobs I'm are like, difficult. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. It, I'm like, it's not ethical. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. That's true. You certainly wouldn't, wouldn't want to marry the policeman. No, that'd be very bad. We all know how that ends up. Um, and if we're talking, and what about, are you expanding it to the full cast or strictly the village people? No. Okay. So of the, I'm looking at a picture. So of the village people. 
I my personal type is the cowboy. I do understand that the cop is the best looking one. Well, I actually don't feel that way. <laughs> I actually don't feel that way. So oh, okay. okay, but you I understand I <laughs> like construction worker. Okay, I feel like okay, I feel construction like construction is pretty good. I gotta see that David Hodo is pretty cute. He is hot. Yeah. I'm gonna say it's it's fuck cop, marry cowboy. Uh-huh. Kill Native killing? American. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. For pure because it's I'm just I don't pulling I that think clip, we should that clip alone and that's <laughs> what's going up on the web. Because I think we should phase that out. Okay. Phase it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, now let's see. I got to do my three, right? So, yeah. um, gee, Randy's such a sweet guy. I don't know him that. I, I mean, I've only chatted with him online. So, but I have a you sense. You seem very into the construction worker. So please don't deny yourself. Oh no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I was thinking more about like you know in the rest of the in got the rest it. of the yeah the firmament of the game. So no, I yeah construction worker definitely fuck. I don't know about Mary. Uh, but I see that game is funny because Mary, I always go, well, then you fuck a lot. Right. So, um, yeah. So that, but that helps me because I'm like, well, that doesn't mean that I can't fuck this person. It's that I can, yeah, there's a lot of fuck. Now you marry them. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Let's say Mary construction worker, uh, fuck cowboy, kill, kill the policeman. Oh my god! I, I just I, ate a piece of sandwich, and so that was the wrong time to do that. <laughs> well, Craig, I think we've nailed it. I think we've nailed it. Yeah. Although, I mean, it's tough because uh, National Guardsman is uh, quite attractive as well. So it's. Uh, I know. Yeah. Just it's hard. It's hard these days. Could you we know? make a new a new thing? There's fuck Mary kill have as a side piece and then uh occasionally bring it for a three-way with the one you're married with that's the new thing if you could change out so let's say there's not a cop okay. and there's not a native american sure so like let's say there has uh, to be a male meter one- maid male meter maid something <laughs> like that <laughs> i just pictured a, a male maid so oh. like a, a guy <laughs> a in a maid. like french maid <laughs> the new sure. village person yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's french maid and librarian french maid french yeah french so we replaced the name american and the cop with french maid male librarian what sure. does it look like i don't well, I'm not. What's well, I don't costume? know. I'm not sure. How about census taker? Um, what is the costume for that? Uh, glasses and um, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm, listen, we're spitballing here. What you're going to hold me down? Doctor. Doctor. I like doctor. Sexy doctor. So, yes, doctor's perfect. French maid. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then replaced. Yeah, there you go. Although there is something satisfying about the subversion of the policeman and the army guy, you know, doing the white no, shit in front. Of, of course you do. Yeah, but it, but uh, French maid and doctor. French maid and doctor is pretty good. Yeah, and the doctor can have a clipboard and the whole nine and yards. He, and he turns it around and it says the diagnosis is Macho Man. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, doctor, but, doctor, help me. What's your problem? I can't stop the. <laughs> well, it seems here that the diagnosis is Macho Man and the only cure is liberation. Yeah, nailed it. 
Well, I hope this was helpful to you, Craig. Well, it, you know, I think it was. Thank you. But uh, we're not done yet because you've okay. got to hear a couple songs. What I, call, I like to call the food trilogy okay. uh, from the Renaissance album. Okay. So uh, this is another song that they thought, and I had this confirmed on the phone by Felipe or via text message or something. After this text exchange, she was like, you're crazy. And I was like, thank you very much. So this is a song on side B of their album, Renaissance. Okay. Kind of fake punk. You want to hear the second verse? Here's the thing. Were they paid to do this, or was this something they did on their own accord? I think just like the giant production number they did for Milkshake, in real life, they did this on spec. They no. did this. Yeah, they had a potential deal what with Big Mac. What are you talking Mac. about? Seriously, I asked Felipe Rose this, and who, by the way, his name is pronounced 18 different ways in the film. It's Felipe. Yes. Fl- uh, Felipe. Flips, flips, no one, Felipe. Ch- yeah, no, no checking on that. Uh, they were trying to do a deal with McDonald's, and I don't know okay. how it got so far, but it does make it clear to me that they were like, well, listen, you know, we're not going to write another song. This album is 29, 30 minutes long. You're going to keep it on the record. It also goes into another food related song. Oh, that no. you have to hear because this is one of the weirdest things in the world, and I I just take every opportunity I can to share it. D-I-E-T-T. It's called diet. More fake new wave, you know. By the way, yep. Who? 
the no. doctor and the French maid. Absolutely they not. Would have never let no, the doctor would be like, "This you can't do this. This is too shaming." But what, you, need to, you, need to, you need to hear. Wait, hold on. We'll pause because you do need to hear the second verse because we have to go back to a lyrical problem, uh, which is a perfect example of the technique that we discussed earlier. What were we going to say? This was about diet coke i don't care no but it's not it's not no it's just telling them that they need to do whoever's listening that they need a diet now fuck that i no, i exactly this is horrible the, exactly exactly after a song extolling the virtues of big mac that it's the greatest food i've been all over the world they're I've, mercenaries yeah no, they they're are. mercenaries they have no they have no morals and ethics of their own and, and whoever would... last cut them a check, Craig. Exactly. But you have to hear verse two because I want to point out, I, I, I know that we're running a little long, but I, I, you have to hear this because of a lyrical choice that they didn't make and they should have. So remember ice cream by the pound? Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Chocolate by the bowl. You know you're losing all control. Okay. Ice cream by the pound, but chocolate by the bowl. Does it take a doctor or librarian or census taker to figure out that perhaps you should switch those two fucking things? So maybe ice cream by the bowl and chocolate by the pound? Oh, my God. (laughs) This is, by the way, the most you complaint. (laughs) Yes. Like, you're like, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The song is fat shaming. Most of all, the lyrics don't really make sense in the way that they should. And, um, no, this is what I'm saying. Like, in addition to, in addition to just no, the outrageous, yeah. And also, so I wasn't, I wasn't no, also yeah. like, I wasn't complaining that we we're going over time. I was saying okay to hearing the second verse of that song. No, and like, I, I was, was just like, kind of joking. Like, I was like, I was like, you thought you already did your duty, your civic duty, but no, it's not over yet. No, you yeah. need to hear this second part. Exactly. And we're not even done with the food trilogy as i dubbed it now um what is it also it gonna be also i I was able to find this album on sealed vinyl and wait till you see the cover Um, oh no oh yes there's a fake devo song on it too but we're not done with diet so just a little bit more because remember if you don't go on a diet you're you're gonna roll the way Breakdown section. Yeah. I was just gonna say, if you're trying to sell food products, it's hard to then tell people to go on a diet. This is exactly, exactly. The madness of this album is off the fucking charts. It's off the charts. The Big Mac and then into the diet thing. It's crazy making. They want to make people crazy. It is. You know, there should be like a diet. There should be like a speed commercial on here too. You know what I mean? There should be like amphetamines, (laughs) amphetamines. If they make you fast. They make you mean. You know, that would be. <laughs> about that diet we were talking about. Have you tried cocaine? <laughs> it's so easy. It's yeah. cocaine. No, and then they do something that pisses you off where they're just like, they're like, like weed by the spoonful, cocaine by the ounce. And you're like, yeah. stop it! <laughs> Rolling up the Switch joint them! of cocaine. <laughs> Cocaine in a joint, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're shooting up that marijuana. <laughs> Cocaine in a joint. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, so fucking stupid. And it's so dumb. That's what we come here for. Uh, and then oh, th- there's this little breakdown, which is kind of like a Richard Simmons thing. And I won't maybe get into the whole Richard Simmons singing album, which I do have uh, also. But oh, boy. Um, all right, everybody, down on your stomachs, twenty push-ups, two hundred sit-ups. Get the sweat up, get the let out. Let's see ya. Lose those pounds and fatties. Think he says. Lose those pounds and fatties? Is that what he says? I think that, is this a kind of like trying to play off of like, let's get physical, physical, you know I, what I mean? I think it might predate it. But Richard Simmons at this point had put an album out where he sings while giving instructions on how to exercise. Yeah, I wonder if this is kind of like a Jane Fonda tapes, like. So you can actually chart, you can actually chart the history of the United States for a short period of time through the Village People albums. <laughs> Yep. They I also they also so we're going to get to the the conclusion of the um food trilogy which is uh another number sung by the construction worker. And um you know you know what that okay. means. Vocal quality is a, a top 10. Goodbye! Fake punk. Goodbye! the teacher joining in the fight what were we, we going to say can I tell you a thing that I hate yeah, please <laughs> I hate when the singer is clearly like 30 <laughs> but the song takes place in a high school yes yes for exactly. example yeah any song by simple plan <laughs> uh, like uh, uh, anything where it's like I'm where it's like wait fuck the and, and like I'm sure this is controversial, but like anything where it's like, we're, "Fuck you, teachers, we're kids," blah blah. blah. Right. It's like you're 40. Yes, you you're 40. Yeah, there, and like there's a difference between another brick in the wall, which is clearly, you yeah. know, sung in a certain way, and it's a story, and it's part of the story. My parents to... don't understand. Will Smith, you're 25. <laughs> what right. do you mean your parents don't understand? Right, right. You're not you're not suffering in the same way that you would like to pretend that you are. Yeah. Yeah. I'd also like to add that the bass player on this album is Howie Epstein, the late, great Howie Epstein from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Whoa. Yeah. What is he giving me? He's giving me Sex Pistols. He's giving me... What is he giving me? Kind of like Dee Dee Ramone. He's kind of Mm -hmm. giving some Dee Dee Ramone. He's giving me Warthog Dee Dee Ramone. Yeah. You want to hear the rest of Food Fight? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait, let me play a little just quick... A bite of Warthog before we play the it's final song. Like, it's also like, oh, like punk, 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 punk. I threw an apple. 
Yeah. I threw him. I hit him. Hit him with an apple. I hit him with a pear. Like, uh, sorry, that's not exactly the vibe that you get in like uh, a fear song. Do you know what I mean? Which is like New York's all right if you're homosexual. You know what I mean? Like, it's slightly different. It, it's a little more aggressive. I don't necessarily agree with all the politics in it, but it's a little more um, gripping. Who is this for? Yeah, no, exactly. Who is it for? And then the rest of the album is like, I'll just play like samples Who of the is rest. This for? Yeah. Okay. So, but also, as you said, they would jump onto any trend, right? And mm-hmm. we'll get to that in a little while because of uh, the safe sex thing. Their final song, which was co-written by Bruce Blanche. Uh, okay. And I used to close out every single video drum with it. It was basically like, we're, we're, we're doing this. Uh, but So let's check out, though, the sound of the rest of Renaissance, which is not all quite as special as Food Fight, sadly. But there's a couple great songs. This might not be one of them, but it's like not bad kind of groovy you know yeah it's called do you want to spend the night it's all right it's not That, I believe, is the same policeman that is in Can't Stop the Music, who would later leave and be replaced by another policeman for the sex over the phone era. Cop number two came back for Fox on the Box, which was the final album in the original Village People uh, oeuvre. Are you fucking with me? (laughs) No. Oh, no. No, no, no. And also, yes, I could talk about the Village People for another hour. Wow. Because- I have every one of the albums, and uh, um, yeah, I have listened. There's some garbage. I mean, there is. Uh, uh, surprise, surprise. There's some garbage. Well, okay. So that, that last one made sense. Made sense. And wait. And it I'll, had a storyline. It had a vibe. It had a vibe. It's not bad. You can imagine hearing it on the radio in 1981 and being like, oh, that's not, that's not bad. I now, feel like she's a little dated, but sure. Yeah, this is all right. This is all right. Now, yeah. When are they going to play Private Eyes again? Because oh, that's good. <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, and then this, which is actually a pretty good track, very moody. When are they going to play Private Eyes again? <laughs> this flipped someone out. I was playing this at something, and then they were like, "Who did that song?" And I was like, oh was, "Which God. is my favorite thing." When someone's excitedly asking a question that they're not going to like the answer to, and I was like, "Yeah, Village People." Yeah. They go no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> No, and it's got that like early '80s. We're talking about sleazy New York, which is yeah. my—that's my go-to, perfect thing. Like I could see the, the part in the movie where like the lead guy is like walking home. It's late at night. Yeah. The street is kind of shiny. Exactly, and he's like kind of holding his head or smoking. And this part. golden rule the golden rule is to treat <laughs> others how you would want to be treated yeah so it'd be quite a different song it'd be like i screwed up i didn't treat someone else the way i wanted <laughs> I to be treated hold the door open for the person at the coffee shop and i forgot to say thank you at the bank 
Oh, and it's just a song about someone who's with crippling anxiety. My kindergarten teacher will be pissed at me. <laughs> anyway, can, well, wow. Wait, we were talking about replacement village people. Or what yes. are some other characters? I think they might have tried one. They might have tried two with this album, and I can't believe I forgot it. This one takes a little while to get into it, but... Is it... Let me guess. Carnival worker. <laughs> Sadly, Fitness instructor. That that would be great. The carnival circus worker, clown. Circus clown would be perfect based on how they dress for this. Fire is burning. Firefighter. There you go. Yeah. Arsonist. Arsonist. That's right. <laughs> See, listen. They had to get grittier. They had to get edgier. This wasn't 1979 anymore. They had to get into arsonist. It was the 80s, baby. Men and women can be roommates. <laughs> wow. And wow. Then, and then there's this one, which is a real delight because it's the fake Devo number. Okay. Yeah. This is the one they did on Merv Griffin. That the, anytime anyone posts it, they yank it. I have it on some drive somewhere. It's like the great white whale of village people footage. This is the beat of Whip It. Yes. Yeah. This is sung by the new village person. Yeah, it's like, yeah. No, it's like a... No, it's, it's that's same, what I'm saying. That's why it said fake Devo. It's the same drum beat. Oh, I understand. Wait, always in need of party. I understand. Yeah, I yeah. understand. Devo number, I was like, oh, they're they're doing like their version of Devo. But what that is is the baseline to whip it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait. If you slow this down, basically, yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. You, you just or slow it down. It's the drum line to yeah, whip No, it. it's the drum. It's the whole, and it's like, I am a ba 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 Yeah. Yeah. And so that was so No, like, it's not. It's dun 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 not dun, 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 dun. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's you right. You, my partner, reference that all the time. Oh, you you want... actually, my partner is obsessed with Courtney Love, and I feel like you guys would have a lot to talk about. That would be fun. We should do that sometime. It would be nice. Be, I've Obs- never chatted with Mal, and it'd be fun to obsessed chat. Obsessed with Courtney Love. <laughs> told me, told me, and Drew, straight face. You know, Courtney Love's been relevant for four decades. <laughs> well, you know, straight to hell. <laughs> is Mal a fan of straight it. to hell? Drew it. Relevant how? <laughs> and when you say relevant, you mean... What do you mean relevant? Existing? <laughs> do you mean alive? And, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, now, uh, has Mal seen Straight to Hell? That's a film that I Mal don't know. might I'd enjoy. Have to, I'd have to ask. I'd have okay. to ask. Well, ask because um, it's basically everyone from Repo Man. And okay. jo- then Joe Strummer, The Pogues, Elvis Costello, they were all going to make a concert movie. That fell through. So Alex Cox made a spaghetti western with all oh. of them. It's okay. And Courtney I'll Love ask. is in it. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And Mostly I'll send it to you. they're obsessed with that one interview. Well, they're obsessed with a lot of things, but they're obsessed with that one interview where Courtney Love interrupts Madonna. Oh, yeah. Interviewed. That's a good time. <laughs> you, Madonna, you pissed at me. You swear to God. I hear that in our kitchen every morning. <laughs> well, you know, there's some gems. Uh, Courtney Love on the Howard Stern show is really a thing of beauty because she's the only person that he would stay late for. Yeah, like she showed up way late at the end of the I news, and you know, anyone shows at the end of the news, he'd be like, "No, sorry, forget about it. You, you missed your shot." 
so he would go on one time. I think it was like till eleven thirty. I have a few of them. I'll send them over. Also, one last thing before we go. Okay, one last thing. You got to hear the ode to safe sex because now we're getting into the middle of the AIDS crisis. <laughs> it doesn't specifically Ooh. say safe sex. Okay. But I have a theory on what they would have done if they had continued going. Okay. I'm, I'm on board. Right? Tasty. Yeah. Lyrics co-written by Bruce Blanche. That was the dance of the floor. Sex, sex, over the phone. Sex, sex, over the phone. Well, I just want to say lately I smile all day. Lately I live down. Lately I live around. At home this is not bad. Car. No, it's, actually, it's really good. I don't want to be alone. Wait till you see the video. Sex, over the phone. It is, it is, it is very. Actually, I remember when the pandemic started, I was like, and here's an OG they only have the sex we'll be having for the foreseeable future. When I wanna take a ride, I don't have to go outside. I don't need to dress if I'm feeling lazy. I can lie there with my bed painting pictures in my head. I'd stretch my princess and I go crazy. My favorite line of the whole song. <laughs> sometimes. Oh just sometimes late in the evening. The morning, late afternoon, but and sometimes late in the evening. <laughs> Who knew that the village people were so prescient? I know. I know. And I think that if they'd continued, they would have had like a song like, AOL, AOL, <laughs> it's well in AOL. Why were we robbed of I know this is the cruel thing, but I think that this is some of the stuff that could be put into Village Babies that could be put into the new musical adaptation of the musical Can't Stop the Music. Performed entirely by children. Yeah, exactly. Also known as nicknamed Please Stop the Music. Yes. Please. God, please stop the music. (laughs) I beg of you. I beg of you. It's just it won't fit on the marquee, but on the album, the soundtrack album, it's like a long paragraph. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so much for joining me for this, Gabby. Oh, you're welcome. I've learned a lot. (laughs) You seem a little shaken. I learned a lot. I, I really, I learned just from watching the film, I learned a lot. And then from this, I learned even more. So yeah. Wow. (laughs) Ah, Listen, anytime you want to talk village people, you know who to come to. Ah, one more time. Do the shake. Do the shake. Vanilla.